Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Jesus. See, your ladder will be greater than your past. Stone Network on Law Talk Radio. Well, do you believe that song? That your ladder will be greater? You have to have faith and believe that. That's a strong song, ain't it? Saying your ladder will be greater than the former. And that is something right there. Do you believe it? No, really, really, do you believe it? 
Well, some of you have given your life over to the Father, and, 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 and you are obeying Him, and so the Scripture says it speaks that over your life if you're really committed to the Father's will. And those of you that are sold out, and you know you're sold out, you know there's no, nothing else before Him. That really is your testimony for real. Those of us, and I think there's us on, on all sides, but those of us that are struggling with submission, I don't know if we can claim that, but, you know, the Father's blessing is such a blessing that even we can claim, and we may even have a better life some of some carnal Christians have a better life than their previous life in the world. <laughs> and carnality is not what the scripture encourages. But that's just how good the blessings of the Father is. So we definitely don't want to sell the second bet. That's not what Brother Seth is saying tonight. Of course, this show, all the shows, and everything I try to do is to promote us to be submissive to the will of the Father. Starting with myself. Starting with myself. And uh, speaking of myself tonight, y'all, we're going to do a show on uh, mystery topics, mystery topics. i got a guest in the house, and uh, we're going to be talking about some very important things to help us get to that point to where our latter lives, our latter days will be blessed because we are truly obeying the Father has shown us and told us to do day by day. We pull every thought down, as the scriptures say, to the obedience. We, we we love not our lives unto death. Some people can. Some people have that testimony. Some people are given to spiritual things, given to fasting, just like the apostle Paul encourages us to be praying without ceasing. Don't don't fool yourselves, brothers and sisters. There are some people living this thing, and uh, this show is encouraging that and trying to get there. Myself, brother Seth, your brother Seth, the host tonight, myself is trying my best to uh, create a show and create a network that encourages brothers and sisters to live for the Most High, speak out for the Most High, or be obedient to the Most High. And uh, sometimes I do these shows, everybody, as therapy, you know, because I'm not, believe it or not, brothers and sisters, a lot of times when I'm doing my worst that's when I sometimes want to go and bless somebody else because I believe it's a law that I tap into. You know, a lot of times, I told my sister one time, she was having trouble with my nephew, and I told her, look, I don't know what to tell you what to do with him, but I can tell you this. If you will go so into somebody else's life, I guarantee you the most High will honor that, and he will bless you or bless uh, your son. You sow into some other son's life. So so what? You don't know what to do with your son. We don't know what to always do with our children. We don't know. No, we don't. But the things we do know, if we can go do that for other people, sometimes that harvest will come back around and somebody will bless us. And she did. She took my advice. And she thanked me uh, for that advice a long time ago. So brothers and sisters, when Brother Seth is, is, is down and, and discouraged, I crank up shows more, and uh, when I'm doing, <laughs> I mean, you, you probably never thought that, but that's that's exactly why Five Minutes Strong uh, 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 come out of this this break 
because I didn't even begin to really start toying with my mind. I'm just testifying tonight real quick and uh, begin to just start sowing lies into my head about what I've already done and uh, looking at other ministries and how they're growing and prospering. And, and I come to realize that certain truths you talk about, you would never, ever have a large, large following. So what you have to do is make a living at something else. But in terms of telling the truth and preaching the truth, you will not become wealthy or well off. So you get the Father will bless you to get wisdom to make your income or make your livelihood as something else. Or maybe somebody may see something in you and finance you. This is how those voices, like uh, some of y'all don't like Farrakhan, I know, but people like Farrakhan and the people that have those really harsh words for this nation, truth I'm talking about. You know, again, y'all may not like Farrakhan. I do. But it poisoned them. If you don't like him, who do you like to speak out and speak, speak truth to power? People like that, they will never be rich based upon what they're saying. I don't think so. They have to have other streams of incomes. And, uh, anyway, the enemy the enemy was just pretty much just kind of, because, you know, I'm an older guy now. I'm getting ready to retire and looking back over my life, and a lot of people I've blessed, thousands of people, my goodness. But I don't see the fruit financially. And oftentimes when you're talking to people about your life, that's all they're looking at because they're Americans, and that's all they know. And it was raised by this capitalist system, and that's all they know. That's all they know how to equate things. If you don't have a lot of things to point at, an airplane, a mansion, a, be- a beamer, or some helicopter here and there, and thousands of uh, millions, not thousands, millions of followers, and if you had them three gods, money, fame, or power, or a combination of the three, they really don't hear you. And it was kind of getting to me because I've been working hard in the vineyard trying to educate our people. And the enemy was really, really delivering some blows to me. And I began to shake the dust off my feet and realize and hear some of those testimonies of how this network, this engine, that little engine that could have talked about this phone network. I began to think about some of the emails I've gotten over the years and testimonies, just like their guest is going to be on tonight. He's one of them. He don't know that, but he is one of the people that's spoken good, well, things over the years and and uh, 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 have encouraged me. It's been testimonies like his and others that have said, you know what, I'm not about to stop or slow down. As a matter of fact, I was doing one show, so I'm going to do three shows. And that's really why I jumped out here to do three shows. And do I, will we continue? I don't know, brothers and sisters, but right now, Brother Seth is on three shows because he is not about to give up at what he's been doing since 2011. But this thing go back even further than that. I was in Cincinnati on WCDG speaking truth to power. I was in over 70 marches. I've been in over 24 countries just sharing this revelation. What revelation? With African Americans are the people of that Bible, one of the lost tribes. Have people understand who these people are from the north that have come, have been, have been called by the most High to rule over us. So I talked to white people about who they are 
and I talk to black people, so-called African Americans, about who they are. And when I get foreigners, if they meet the criteria of Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26, I let them know you're Israelites as well. You're scattered. You're in South Africa. You're in West Africa. You're in India. We've been scattered out the four corners. If they meet the criteria and the qualifications and characteristics set forth in Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26, I let them know you are Israel. How many people can say that? I remember one time I was on the plane. Y'all see how I just jumped right into this? This is where my heart is at tonight. Listen, brothers and sisters, play my little music in the background. Brothers and sisters, listen. <laughs> I was on in first class one time, and the enemy was doing the same kind of crap he has been doing lately trying to diminish or uh, demean my ministry. And I want y'all to watch what happened in first class, how the Father really, really spoke with me. I saw this gentleman, he seemed to be one of those up-and-coming businessmen. He had his little chart style, his laptop, and I was just feeling like, here you are going, you just flying to D.C., talk to somebody about a possible... Uh, you know, something I was going to do, I think it was maybe, probably that trip I was taking to Washington to talk, to talk about a book. Uh, somebody was going to uh, see if we can, me writing the book, or maybe I was flying to Syracuse. Uh, I was meeting, I met an author one time who wrote, They Stole You Must Return, and I met him in Syracuse. I'm always flying somewhere to meet somebody, talk to somebody, sometime about what I'm talking about, or, or just something along this ministry. And I felt so insignificant to this businessman in first class because you know I'm in first class because I work for the airline. He's in first class because he paid for it. So I'm feeling like a wannabe first class, if you know what I mean. But I'm still getting first class service, and I probably fly more than he does. But anyway, I'm an I'm an employee. You know, he's playing it straight out. So I'm looking at him saying that goes. You know, just I'm just I'm just. Can I be real with y'all tonight? And so, spirit of the, uh, the Most High. That Ruach uh, HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, began to speak to me. And I began to think about what he could possibly be doing with that laptop. Business deals and multi-million dollar partnerships and all of that. And at the end of the day, all he is doing is creating jobs. Somebody said, all he's doing is creating jobs. That is amazing. Is it? What if people are God? Was the wealth going back into the kingdom? Was he empowering the wicked? Was he an American? Yes, he was. Was he, was he empowering other Americans? Yes, he was. Was he employing the good old boy system? There's a good chance he was. Was he a racist? There's a good chance he was. Was his money flowing into the kingdom? I mean, he didn't have the body language of somebody in the kingdom. I'm not the most high, I don't know. Well, most money, you know, is not flowing into the kingdom. And I begin to think about what the five small stones have done, how I've taken the people to Israel, how people have come alive and had a police officer say to me, you saved my life. He meant the most high, but he said, you saved my life. This network is five small stones. I don't know how many thousands of people that have went on from five small stones 
and went on to build and do some things on their own and to become a voice of their own. I remember a long time ago I was concerned about leprosy and I was just went online to see if I could find out something about what the world is calling leprosy versus what it really is, white skin. And I heard, I saw this on this feed, this blog that was just nothing but like a news feed, a traditional blog, where your blogging used to be, just words. And this person said these exact words. And I'm coming to you, uh, uh, Kingwood uh, Castleberry, who is our uh, distinguished guest tonight. Our co-host is going to be riding along with you. I'm coming to you in a little bit. But I was just out on the World Wide Web doing research on leprosy because I believe Bible leprosy pretty much is white skin. Leprous as snow. That's what I believe. Mean leprous is white. So anyway, I was just, and I know there's other types of leprosy, but when we were talking about leprosy in the Bible, it kind of hit Moses' hand. That was white skin. Anyway, so I was just trying to see if there's any research, anybody saying what I was saying, or just trying to find out what are people talking about leprosy is and how do people become white. Just, I was just researching that, and I remember this, these words I came across. Somebody posted this, and I did not, nobody sent me this link. I was just out on the World Wide Web, just like if you would be right now researching, and you clicked on one article, then you went to another article, and maybe about your fourth article. That's how I winded up here. And it said these words. If you want to know more about leprosy, you should click on this link, and the, the link was the Five Smooth Stone Network. And it was where I did a, a special on leprosy. That's what I mean. That encouraged me. You don't know who and how many people you reach on this web just by uh, sitting here and, and with these laptops and speaking out uh, and sacrificing since 2011. You don't know. So I will never put myself down against no businessman out here. He may be racking up more money. But at the end of the day, how many souls have he converted, have he encouraged to get closer to the Father? Somebody said, you ain't all that. Well, maybe I'm not all that. But the words that I speak, they can be fire. Folks, you're tuning to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And um, I didn't even start to show off like that, but that was so heavy on me. Tonight is a mystery topics. Uh, mystery topics, that's what's happening tonight. Uh, do you want to put out the topics? Because I want it to be remain a mystery. So the only way you're going to find out what the topics are, you got to continue listening to the show. We're going to toss out some topics. Um, I'm going to let, I'm actually going to do something different. I'm going to let uh, my guest talk about some things that's dear to his heart. And we are going to tell you the show around what is his concern because, again, he is one of those that have been blessed by the Fires and Stone Network. Brother, I'm coming to you in a little bit after I do a few more things that I have to do. Please forgive me for doing a big intro. That was on me so heavy. Somebody somewhere needs to hear that. Do not be intimidated by somebody, businessman, when you're working in the kingdom. Kingdom business is the biggest business going. And if you're a businessman in the kingdom, there you go. You, you're no different than a priest in the kingdom. You know what it means then. But a secular businessman, oh, my goodness, no disrespect to hard work, but it comes way after kingdom work. As I say every show, follow us. Please follow the Five Smooth Stone Network. 
then you hear me talking about the discouragement I went through and, and different types of issues with people, even uh, trying to help our people. And, and uh, y'all know, y'all already know what it's like. Like Elijah Mama said, trying to save black folks, very difficult. <laughs> so um, follow our shows. That encourages us. That's the biggest thing you can do for a blogger is follow their show. And how you do that? Click on the follow button that uh, I sent to many of you. And uh, you'll see it when you see that follow button there on the uh, Five Smooths phone page. Uh, y'all want to know where that said it's Five Smooths? Five Smooths? If I can slow down. I, click, I sent this link to many of you, but it's called, it's at www.blogtopradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. One more time, blogtopradio.com slash five underscore smooth underscore stones. And once you go to that page, just click on that follow button and fill it fill out. It's gonna ask you for make up a username. And not not many more things after that, just a few more things to ask you. And it'll it'll make you log in and ask you to log in with either Facebook or I think it's Twitter uh, or Instagram, one of them, and um you'll get your notice sent there every time we have a show. Or to your email. Email is another option. Folks also, those of you that are listening to us tonight, go ahead and text a friend and say, Pastor, something's on, man. They about to have a mystery topic. No matter what they're about to do. You know, it's, it's going down right now. Text a friend right now. Let them know that Pastor's phone is going to be on there talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Do it right now. Also, those of you that are online, you got your computer going, go ahead and, and, and bookmark us. Uh, mark us on your favorite on your browser where every time you open your browser, you'll be able to click on and see what's going on with us. Folks, we've done over 400 show, 480 shows, and uh, we talk about everything under the sun, but mainly five topics. Uh, I, I, I talked about what those topics were last week. I'm not going to do it again this week because I've got to get my guests on. I've had it holding long enough. Um, just make sure I've covered everything here. Make sure I've covered everything here. Okay, uh, I think I've got everything. I say it so often, and I mean it. I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. When I say that, I'm not just talking about black people. <laughs> I'm talking about the planet. Probably, I don't think I ever hated white people. I was frustrated with them. But when I found out who I was and who they are, I actually feel sorry for so-called white people. It's like a friend of mine told me once. He was talking about white people and black people and hate and all this and why they hate us. And I was just talking about something. I made a comment about how they hate us. He said, you know, Seth, they don't really hate us. It's God that they hate. I say, See, not mad at us. Find out who we are. There's a hatred they have for God. It took me a long, long, long time to understand that. Now, I'm talking about those that really know what's going on, not your every Joe Blow white person. But when you can raise the thinking, Everything evolves around you. And one day, you find out 
that the planet you own, first of all, there was another planet, and it was dark-skinned people. And then there was a second planet, and it was dark-skinned people, and it's still dark-skinned people. And even though people that look like you went throughout the whole world and killed up a whole world full of people, literally almost enough people, no, enough people to replenish the whole earth, that's how many people you murdered. If you found out after your people killed that many people, you still only 8% or 9% of the world's population, and you've been taught that everything started with you, you find out that there was dynasties before your people even wrote a book. When I say your people, I'm talking about these folks that base them being a people based upon color. I'm just playing along with the lie right now. And you find out that the world was, is, and will always be people of color. History, most of it, 99% of it was, is, and will always be really people of color. And that your contributions have got to be inflated because of so little, really, people that look like you have done. Folks, you will hate God, and you will definitely take it out on so-called African-Americans. And my friend was telling me that's why we go through the hell we go through. That was before I heard anything about from Francis Christ Wilson, any of those people. I heard this a long time ago, and I believe it. All right. So listen, everybody. Again, tonight. What's happening, brother? said tonight. Tonight we have on the one and only. <laughs> Uh, this brother have really been supporting this network, calling and and sharing. He's very humble, very humble, and uh, he thinks the world of this. Uh, I shouldn't say the world. He praises high the five stone network and myself, and he's a very humble brother. I just wanted to just invite him to come on his call tonight. Y'all, it's just that simple. But here's a little music, a little intro music. We'll bring him up. This is an old one. Christians only fall out of the chair in the public enemy. Just a little bit, and then we'll bring them on. Just a little bit of public enemy, y'all. All right, going to area code 903. Well, you know what? Uh, here we go, 903-279. I think this is my co-host. Kennedy, are you there? Kennedy, are you there? Yes, sir. Shalom, shalom, brother. Well, well welcome, shalom, brother. And say hello to the people. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you here. 
All right. Let's get it on. Well, <laughs> not so fast. <laughs> First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and how to get a hold of you because you know how we get to doing these shows and we forget and we end up running out of time and folks don't know how to get a hold of us. Guess it's been on. So go into there about how to get a hold of you, a little bit about who you are, what you do. It took about three minutes, and then we'll go and get into your questions you have for us. All right. Uh, I'm a truck driver by trade. Uh, well, Facebook uh, is the main place to find me. Um, Kenwin Castleberry. Uh, I'm a believer. I'm a, a, a driver, truck driver by trade, like I said, a family man. Um, and uh, this is one of the things I like to do. I like to talk about uh, the most high. Talk about our people, talk about the struggle, and uh, uh, continually to uh, try to find peace uh, in our in our stressed out daily lives that we all live in as a people. Um, and just to add on to what you were saying earlier, self, you know, I, I care about, you know, everybody else in the world, you know what I'm saying, the other nationalities, the people that's going through hard times. Uh, it's 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 um very heartfelt. Uh it's a it's a pathway of, of seeking the most high and just taking in uh this world that we're living in, um and uh keeping Christ, you know, at at the, at the front and praying for the best, the best outcome, you know. Um uh, where where is he taking us? Um, yeah. You know the wickedness of this world, how to get through it. Um, those are the type of thing questions that stay on my mind a lot, and uh, I imagine everybody else kind of have that on their mind these days too, with so much going on in the news uh, and so much, you know, with the virus and everything going on in our personal lives. And uh, those those type of things I want to talk about tonight. I want to. Uh, just kind of go into depth a little bit uh, about those things, man, because we're all kind of stressed out these days. And uh, we're definitely seeking the Father. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that'll do it. Well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Brother Casper, are you married? I know you are, but you're yes, going sir. to tell the people anyway. you have any kids? Yes, sir. I got four children. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was okay. uh, married in 19. Okay. Oh, what? what kind of work does your wife do if it's not personal? Uh, she's she's a nurse. Uh, she uh uh, she's a nurse with uh, disabled children. Okay. And right. uh, yeah, and yes. Kids... So she's been doing that a few years now. Okay. And you have four kids. Well, that's good, everybody. I just want you, I want people to see the humanity side of you. Sometimes people come on these shows and they have be thinking all kind of weird things about the guests, and uh, so I like to just make it real personable. So y'all see, this is a married man, working man, hardworking man, and uh, if you heard him last show, he was on last show briefly as a caller, talking about uh, some of his challenges, uh, even personal challenges. So not nothing really deep or just just few things, but tonight we invite him to come as a co-host. And uh, just he spelled, spoke so well of his uh, family last week, 
briefly again he was just a call zone on for a few minutes, but just just a good guy, man. The hard working guy. So listen, tonight you have some things that you said was concerning. I want you to go ahead and just share the list of things you had mentioned to me earlier that really have got you really puzzled. Please. Okay, I wanna start by just talking about the division. Um since I've uh, been on this path of really trying to seek the Father's face. Uh, mm-hmm. I I was falling back on the, my childhood, what I knew about the Father from my childhood, what my parents mm-hmm. had kind of instilled in me. And um, as I began to, you know, seek his face and walk this path, I already kind of had my own personal doctrine of, you know, that basically if I uh, walk upright uh, and just be an all-around good person, you know, that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see heaven at the end, you know. Um, but as I walk and I, I, I start to notice that the Most High, he have these rules. He have these uh, uh, reasons on uh, why things are the way they are in this world and this pathway that's uh, real narrow to walk down. It's not going to be an easy path. And uh, so, I, I, you know, uh, I said that to say that it's a long journey. And um, I wanted to talk about the division because as I walk down this pathway, I noticed the other brothers and sisters, they tend to bump heads with each other. Uh, speaking about the Father's name, that divides a lot of them. Uh, you know, different doctrines out there. And uh, I have to grow in this truth, too, because uh, at the beginning there was uh, some other believers that believed differently from me that I was uh, kind of negative in uh, thinking about them, and they're in the wrong, you know, they're in error. But uh, when it, as I begin to grow more, I realized that I was in error in thinking that way, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. those are the type of things I want to speak on tonight about the division amongst all believers. Uh, whether you say Jesus or Yeshua, Yeshia, uh there's several several different names that that believers have for them, you know. But it's the same person, you know, uh same deity that we all worship in together. So um I I figure we could talk about that and get into depth in that that uh, let's look, I mean, we're lost, let's say, in the wilderness, and he woke us up, you know, uh, where we were. uh, uh, And I think he already knows that we don't know too much, you know? Oh, oh, what, you about to say something, Seth? Yeah, let me say, because there were some other other concerns. Go ahead and mention them all, and then we're going to pick the ones we're going to go to. The division was one. Oh. Uh, you yes. mentioned, uh, okay, and you, of course, have mentioned there's division with regards to, to the Father's name and what laws to keep. And I'm just speeding this up because we've talked about this already. But you mentioned about laws, what laws to keep. Oh, some we do, right. some we don't. There's division among the saints over that. Uh, you also mentioned about um, uh, end time prophecy. You, you, yeah, uh, I don't know if you. I don't know if that was a division. Is that a part of division too? That, or you want to just know about end time prophecy? Well, well, it's it's. Uh, I got my ideas on it, but uh, I, there's a really. It's, I really don't know a whole lot, you know. 
the two thirds. I guess what I'm asking is end time prophecy. Well, that's just, yes. You got end time prophecy. Was that by itself, or was that a part of the vision as well? Uh, it's by itself. It's a it's a okay. So you want to end time uh, prophecy on its own? That that's on its own. You just want to know. That's the questions you have, because that was my question to you. What questions do you have or concerns is on your heart? And you said end-time prophecy was also uh, a something on your heart. And then another thing you had on your heart was two-thirds being destroyed, Jews and Gentiles of the world being destroyed, right? That's right. Yes, sir. Okay, and then uh, uh, I think that was pretty much it. Oh, definition of culture. Explain more. Oh, yeah. you, you mentioned that to me. Uh, well, yes, as a, a African American descendant of a slave, uh, the question was, or the topic that I would like to get into depth on, uh, if we can uh, have the time, was: Do we retrace our footsteps, pick up the culture that that was lost, and bring it to the you know twenty first century and start living at you know, bringing that culture back, or do we keep going forward, you know, on this journey, like, uh, let's say, rap is part of black culture, uh, let's say, um, you know, basketball, sports, uh, the holidays that we celebrate that's near and dear to our hearts, uh, do we abandon those things and go backwards to where we were, or do we just okay. kind of collab all, right, all that together? I'm going to try to take on the ones, and again, I'm not the Holy Spirit, but I do have the Holy Spirit, and don't, I'm talking to everybody now, don't write me off, because you can hear me, you think I sound like you or your cousin or somebody, but he don't know nothing. You could be hearing from the Father, and then don't hold me too high that I can't say some straight-up carnality. Having said that, mm. here's what I truly believe. I believe the Spirit speaking uh, and answering your question. Number one, as far as culture, culture is based upon everyone's definition of their time. It changes. It never stays the same. Mm. It can't stay the same. It just can't. Some things is irrelevant to do that they did in the Bible days because of because of technology. So you have to be led of the spirit. I will say this though. Rap is a expression of music. It cannot be a sin to rap. The problem with rap is when they're rapping and violating scripture with lyrics. Uh, if hip hop, which is the culture of rap, rap, the hip hop is the is the culture. Rap is just something is the music of that culture. If hip hop in its culture is promoting something ungodly, we have to say no to it. If rap is speaking something that's ungodly, we have to say no to it. If hip hop can embrace something that's healthy, that's, that's helping. Humanity, if it's godly, it's going to help everybody, really. It may have blacks directly, but it's going to eventually help everybody. 
music isn't can't be simple all by itself. It's just an expression. Should we return hmm. back to the Hebrew way of life? I think so. I think so. I don't think nothing wrong with taking a day out and, and keeping it the Shabbat. I don't have no problem with that. I don't think we're justified by keeping the Sabbath anymore. I disagree with the Hebrew Israelites. A lot of them act like some kind of way keeping the Sabbath. You're justified by this day. I don't believe that. You're justified by the blood of Christ. You're made righteous. It's a gift. It's nothing you can keep of the 613 laws to get you closer to God. No. You have to be given righteousness. And once you're given righteousness, you have to live like you're righteous by following the Holy Spirit and not 613 laws. If you want to get technical, you may have 6,000 laws when the Holy Spirit gets through with you. Because if you cut somebody out of McDonald's and you're going down the road, the Holy Spirit may say turn around and then go back and apologize. I don't know if that's one of them 613 laws. Holy Spirit may say, eat that sugar. I don't know if that's one of the 613 laws. Holy Spirit may say, don't get this tattoo. I don't know if that's one of the 613 laws. The Holy Spirit may say something, uh, may ask, tell you not to wear something that's too tight, and I don't know if that's one of the 613 laws. He may not want you to wear a dress that's made for a woman. She said, don't want to wear nothing pertaining to a man. He may not even want you to wear a dress that's down to the ground. It's too fitty. What's your intention on wearing the dress? I don't think that's one of the 613 laws. I can just go on, 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 naming stuff that ain't part of the 613 laws that I know for sure the Holy Spirit will tell you to do. So I think we have to be led by the Spirit. I think it's every man have to give an account on his own. I don't think you can just, but the count Spirit, it's going to be you and the Father, and I think you have to, we have to develop that hearing his voice. Otherwise, it's going to be very confusing. And I'm not saying you do this, but I know some people do. They cannot hear the Father or the Spirit. And so they, they have to have all these people around to tell them. And, they, and there's a lot of confusion when you live life like that. The Bible says like this, we have an unction. We have an unction. I'm not saying you're this person, so please hear me good. I'm not saying you this person go around looking for I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, the answers you have are very valid. We all have questions like what you just said. You don't think I'm holding it out for what I'm about to share to you because I'm not. We all have answers, but I'm just saying this to you and everybody with these types of questions. You may already have know some of these answers, and it's ahead of everybody. Maybe you can hear the spirit, and others you can't. But, folks, if y'all have these kind of questions, eventually you're going to need to hear from the most high. And the scripture says it like this. You have an unction from the Holy One, and you need not that any man should teach you. Now, I want y'all to hear me out because some of y'all are just, just pissed off at me because you're thinking I'm getting ready to say, don't listen to these preachers. That's not what I'm getting ready to say. I'm saying you don't show skip. You need to be listening to these preachers. Because some of y'all is not going to pay the price to be able to hear on your own. One mm-hmm. more time. The scripture says in First John 2 and 20, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. 
and you know how are you gonna know all things and you don't know all things. That sounds like the scripture's lying. It's saying you have the Holy One. Listen, listen, listen. Let me let me find another scripture that's even clearer than that. That's first John two and twenty, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. I want to, to to find where it says, just give me a second in the body. Give me a second, because, again, this right here is important. Right. This brother, he don't know it, but he is, he, is, he is asking something that millions of people ask. Now, watch this. This is First John 2.27. And it's just on down through the red a little further. It said, but the anointing which ye receive of him, talking to believers, Christ is talking to believers. I mean, I'm sorry, Paul said Paul is talking to believers. But the anointing which ye have received of him abiding in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. One more time. But the anointing which you have received of him abiding in you goes on and says, and ye not and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. One more time. Did you hear what that was just saying? It's almost like you don't need nobody to teach it, but just pay attention. Again, First John 2.27. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man should teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. What that's saying is the truth you need is already in you. You just got to get in position to hear. Having said that, for whatever reason, we got all these distractions in our life. We came here, and this is why we need to be a part of churches and fellowships. It's why I'm not down with just knocking the church and never going to nobody's church. You have to fellowship with people because maybe Brother Seth the Spirit can use Brother Seth when it can't use Brother Kenwood, or maybe Brother Seth is all clogged up with personal issues, and he can't hear the, the Ruach inside of him. So Brother Kenwood is sitting right by in the service, and when they get to talking around the coffee table, Brother Kenwood, or Kenwood is going to share, and Brother Seth going to be like, wow, wow, that's the word right there, brother. That's it. That's why we need each other. So to answer your question again, to be more specific, there's too many things in, in culture to cover this. You said, do we need to return to our culture? Our culture was 613 long. We had a certain way we dressed, certain way we did, we had a shofar, a certain way we, we, we made announcements, we blew a shofar. Now we have Facebook. So it's going to be hard to answer that question. That's going to be almost a whole show. How do you live? In 2022, matter of fact, Brother uh, uh, Casper, you may want to jot this down. On, on the Five Phone Network, our most popular show, everybody, this show had over 8,000 listens. Listen, somebody click on your show. It's the highest rate show we ever did. 
guess what the name of the show was? How to Live. I want to make sure I get it right. How to Live as Hebrew Israelites Today. And I can send that link to you later. We'll talk about that later. But Google How to Live as Hebrew Israelites Today, blog, talk, radio, five smooth songs, everybody. I know that's a lot. But, again, Google, blog, talk, radio, five smooth songs, How to Live as Hebrew Israelites Today. It's our most popular show. And uh, because people want to know what Brother Casper is just saying, well, what does this mean? Now that we know Israel, how do we live? Well, you live, number one, trusting and relying and depending and having faith in the blood of Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection for your righteousness, not no laws. But you keep those laws and you keep any law you can get a hold of because it's going to salvage you. God gave those laws to Israel to help them from the decadent society and decadent behavior with the way they dressed, decadent behavior where they was eating, decadent behavior where they was treating their neighbors, the way they was doing business. So he gave these laws to sustain them. So, Brother Councilman, we keep every one of those laws we possibly can, if it's possible. And we keep more laws. There's some of those laws that just ain't going to help us in a Babylon. So you got to have the Ruach to give you a fresh way to deal in business, a fresh way to deal with, with the, the dress. You got some now called pants, and it's female pants and women pants, male pants. How do you do wear those or not? Well, you don't want a woman working on a ladder with no dress on, talking about I can't wear them pertaining to a man. Why don't you wear some pants made for a woman? Just make sure they ain't tight enough so somebody can reach your credit card in the back pocket. You know? So... I think we keep the law, every one of them, as much as we can. Not to be weird looking, not to be, not to just, if you're going to be just, feeling justified because you do it, you do it for the wrong reason. And a person that's not keeping the law that has the right heart is more righteous than you are. That's what Romans 2 talks about. They don't want to talk about Romans 2. So I hope I helped you with that, uh, uh, Brother Carrie. But be brutally honest with me. How, mu- how much did I help you on that? Talk to me. Oh uh, well, uh, you really shined a light on it, and uh, I'm I'm with you all the way. Um, however, it's it's a little murky because um, when as you uh, uh, I mean as we all kind of read the scriptures, there's a one uh, in that same book in First John. If you go to chapter three, and uh, you go down to uh, let's say uh, uh, chapter three, verse four. Uh, okay. Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So that right there right. gives us a clear definition of what sin is, you know. So you right, break the law, this. that's a sin. Right, but we're not mm-hmm. under the law. You said, say, say that again. You're reading a scripture, and I'm so glad you brought this out. Read it again. Everybody really hear what he's reading. Let's turn to it. Okay. Read it again. Okay. First, first, get, first, first, okay. first say where it's at again. Yeah, First John chapter 3, verse 4. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin 
is the transgression of the law. Okay? And uh, I've uh, read that to say that uh, if we don't do these laws, then that is sin. And we know our Father, he hates sin. So it really complements what you just said uh, and, and applying it to the 21st century, um, how to go by doing it. You know, we don't want to sin uh, willingly, um, but, we, you know, we're living our life here in Babylon, right? Um, and a lot of us – go ahead. Yeah, a lot of us just waking up and – okay, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead. You finish that statement. Go ahead quickly. Okay, a lot of us are just waking up in the truth, so we got 40, 50 years of living the life how we was. Now we're trying to, like, uh, seek his face and uh, remember who we are and uh, and what he expects of us. And uh, I think that scripture I just read was kind of uh, embodies everything you were saying and, when, and uh, what I'm bringing out, and it kind of all comes together. Um, that we we got to do these things at the same time, you know, um, you know, make it all work somehow, <laughs> you know. Well, let me just say this: I think we should read the whole verse, and y'all gonna see something very powerful. Now, what you're saying, whoever sin and transgression, sin and transgression of the law, I'm letting you know that what Apostle Paul is teaching here is that we are not under the law. We're under grace, and we're born of God. A part of us is born of God. Let's read it. Stay with me, everybody. Please, this is very important. Behold what man of love, verse 1, behold what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and do not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Stop. That is not the way to be in the Old Testament. What you say, Apostle? Verse 3, every man that hath this hope in him purifies himself. No, you purify by keeping these laws. That's how you purify the Old Testament. That's not what happened when Christ came. Every man that had this hope in him, what hope? What we just talked about. Mm. Being a son of God, believing in God to the degree you believe you're a son of God. Watch. Let me keep reading. And every man that had this hope in him purifies himself. The hope itself purifies you even as he is pure. Purifies mm-hmm. you so much you are as pure as Christ himself. One more time. Every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. But don't worry, it's going to be clear. Whosoever sinneth, whoever, whoever committed sin, transgresses also the law. For sin is a transgression of the law. So watch this. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Folks, really listen to what I'm about to say. If you're in Christ, in that part of you that's in Christ, there 
is no sin. Sinning the party that's in Christ. With your body you serve sin. I know I sound cuckoo as Cocoa Puff, but watch what this <laughs> next verse is going to say. Y'all have got to pick, pick the state. Those of you that feel like you need justified by keeping some laws, you've got a lot to answer in these next verses. Don't run ahead and read ahead. Stay with me one more time. I just read that hope, having faith and hope in something, purify you. Now I just read whoever sinned, whoever committed sin, transgress off the law. What he's getting ready to say, if you can commit sin, he's getting ready to say, if you can commit sin, you ain't in Christ. People think because People think because they commit sin, they just, that's who they are. That's not true. If you're a believer, put it like this, because I know how I sound with some of y'all. I'm just going to make it easy as a baby can understand. Think about Abraham. The Bible said his faith was, because of his faith, the Bible said God would not hold sin against him. Blessed is the man who the Father will not count sin because of his faith. And then he promised Abraham, I'm going to bring a blessed world by you. Make your generations and your people, not just Israel, but the whole gen- the whole world will be blessed by you. Because God was going to start a salvation based upon faith. Once you have that faith, you are made righteous. Inside, your flesh and father doesn't hold that against you. Sin will cause you to suffer in this world, but the father sees you in Christ. I know that sounds crazy, but let's keep reading because y'all sin it. Every single one of y'all listen to me. You got to find out, okay, if what you really believe, let's watch. Watch this real quick. Who seven commits sin transgression also the law? That sounds like everybody. Keep reading. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. Wait, wait, what do you mean manifest to take away our sins? I ain't even sin yet. Tomorrow I'm going to sin. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. John the Baptist saw Christ coming and said, hey, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. What do you mean by saying that, John the Baptist? John the Baptist saw Christ coming and said, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Folks. Sin has been taken care of, past, present, and future. It's all been taken care of. Well, how can he take care of it? And I ain't even seen yet. I ain't even looked at the the, the did nothing wrong yet. How you going to forgive me? You don't get it. When the Father put humanity in Christ, those of us that, if we believe in him, we're placed in Christ and our identity is gone. That's why we call each other brother and sister. How am I related to Brother Kenwin? It's impossible. I'm not related to him. But if I'm born of the Spirit, I am related to him. So if Brother Kenwood is my brother, and I can say Brother Kenwood, how are we related? Of the Spirit. That same Spirit we're talking about is called Christ, the body of Christ. That body is one. We're the same as Christ. We're the same as Christ. We're the same. We're here. I can show you scriptures, brothers and sisters, that say you are here. Your life is here. Your life is here. When you're in Christ, that part of you is hid. 
Romans, we're going to keep reading here, but in Romans, I did this teaching. Y'all got to read the series I did. The first two shows I ever done on Blog Talk Radio, we talked about this. The very first two shows with my wife. You can't go wrong. All you got to do is go to Blog Talk Radio, Pastor's phone, go to the first show. The first shows we did, we talked about this. The first two shows. Folks, listen. That's the problem with the children. People don't know what happened when they got born again. They think they kind of half saved half now when they say they got. Listen, Paul said, and, 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 I, and I'm a little long with it. We're going to finish reading this. I've got to jump on Romans 7 right quick. Romans 7 say Paul said, the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing them. Things I hate, that I do. One more time. Paul says, the things that I hate, I find myself doing them. Things that I want to do, I have a hard time doing them. He goes on to say, but I do seek the Father. He says, I seek the Lord with my inward, my inward cries out for the God, God. But my outward is doing something else. It's craving this world. It's sinning. He say, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He goes on to say, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ, whose the inside walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. The Bible talks about inside of a true born-again believer that have that hope we just read about in verse 1 and have that faith inside of this believer. They are born again. Don't worry. We're about to read it. You're about to see it again. And now I've got a question for you. If a part of you is born again is craving God, and another part of you is craving marijuana, craving drugs, or craving this, or craving whatever sin you're struggling with, if part of you is craving God, if part of you is craving the world, why would God want to throw the whole thing into hell? Why would God not want to own the whole thing? Part of you is him if you're born again. A part of you is as righteous as God Almighty himself, according to your Bible. The Bible says our flesh was not born again. We didn't get our body to become. That's why we get new bodies, because our body is stained with sin, while our, our inward man is not. One scripture says, though our inward man, our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. That's what people understand. We are trying. It's not like we just are flesh, whatever we, that's what we are. Hey, no, no. Bible says we sit in heavenly places. How can we sit in heaven if we on earth? Can we sit in heavenly places if we sit up here on earth? That's talking about that new man. We're born again, new creatures. But don't worry, watch these next verses. Who self-connects the also the law? They come at that part of us, the sin of transgression of the law. Watch this. But you know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. And in him is in no sin. You say, well, I'm in Christ. Okay, in him is no sin. One more time, verse 5. Don't take verse 5 for granted. It's a serious. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins. Christ was manifest to take away the sins. So he set up a system where there is no sin. But don't worry, don't be clear. Watch it when I read. Number verse 6. Whoso abided in him, sin it not. That means whosoever lived in Christ, whosoever is born again, whosoever is in Christ, 
it says to him, Sin not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither known him. Oh, Lord, here we go. Brother King, what are you there? King, what are you there? Yes, yes, brother. I'm right there with you reading. Okay, now watch this. You say you sin, not you. But people say, I sin. Well, yeah, of course I sin. Well, then you never seen God. <laughs> right. So it can't be what you're saying. Not you, per se, Brother Kingman. Listen, whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. That's saying the part of us that abideth in Christ sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth had not seen him. You ain't never, not only don't you know him, you ain't never even seen if you sinned. And you know everybody named Mama sinned. So it can't mean that there ain't nobody going to have a zero. The whole heaven going to be empty. Because everybody from Paul to John to Moses and David, everybody said, so it can't mean what y'all saying, some of y'all. Not you, Brother King. I'm just hear me out. One more time. All right, I'm listening, I'm listening brother. In him. And some people are like, well, you can buy this in, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out. No, this is saying whoever's in Christ, whoever's born again, like you're born into it, whosoever abideth in him, do it not. Whosoever sinners have not seen him, right? Because they ain't born again yet. But once they're born again, they'll be the first part of verse 6. Whosoever abideth in him, do it not, they'll be that. But if you haven't been born again, then, yeah, you're sinning because you're not in Christ. Whosoever sinners have not seen him, right? You haven't seen him because you're not born again. You ain't even known him, right? You, you never known him because you're not born again. Once you're born again, you're born again. And you can't sin. Watch this. Verse 7. You just say you can't sin? Yes, I did. Well, if you just say you can't sin, that new man that was sent, birth, that new part of you, that Christ, that the Father put in you, it ain't of you. It's his spirit in you, that thing can't sin. That thing is, don't worry, don't worry, I know it sounds crazy. Watch, I'm about to read it, though, then what y'all going to say. Leviticus, not you, but the king. I'm talking to the people, listen, I'm not, I'm not just talking just to you tonight. Verse gotcha, 7, gotcha. little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. Okay, follow me. He that committed sin of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. He that committed sin of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the work of the devil. Watch this. This is what I've been trying to get to right here. If you don't understand nothing I've said tonight, those of you listening, I just love the kid with Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Somebody will say, well, that's just saying if you're born of God, you ain't just going to sin. Brother, who who do you know born of God is not sin? It's just saying, listen, listen to what it's saying. Whosoever born of God doeth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Apostle Paul, this is what he was saying. A part of me is born of God. It do not commit sin. Because this part of me cries Abba Father. The Bible talks about the inside of me to cries Abba Father. His seed remains in him. That's the spirit that he put inside of us. And he cannot sin. It's talking about that seed. But Apostle Paul said, with my 
with my members, he used the word M-E-M-B-E-R-S in somebody's body. He said, with my members, he served the law of sin and death. So he was saying, with his body, do ungodly things. But with the spirit inside of him, with his heart and his spirit, he's serving the most high. And he said, I thank God I'm in Christ with my spirit. Because his body ain't saved, the body can't be saved. I don't care how many laws you keep. I don't care if you go without a whole year without sinning. There's one time, listen, you cannot sin for a whole week, but your body ain't saved because it's sin. It is contaminated. So you might not sin as far as your body sinning, but it's not in a state of salvation. The body is not saved. So anyway, one more time, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. That's because of what's inside. For his seed remains in him. That's right, the spirit of Christ inside you. Well, he cannot sin. Y'all got to do something with that. But he cannot sin. How can the scripture say somebody cannot sin and everybody we know sins? That right there should wreck a lot of people's theology right there. How can the scripture say, are you trying to confuse confuse us? And he cannot sin because he is born of God. Right. It's clear as day to me. That's why he said earlier, if you sin, that inside of you, you don't even know God. Because if you really knew God, you have a new inside, and you can't sin inside. Now, talking about your members now, your body, but you're in your heart, your inside, you ain't, ain't, any, ain't nothing in you about God. you just in your core, down to the core. There's no cry for God. If you're sinning, you never knew him because you ain't born again. But once you're born again, you can't sin. That ain't that knew you, not the flesh and your cravings and your memories and the girlfriend you used to do and the drugs you used to do, your body used to crave, this and that. Not not your body, the new part of you. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you love the most high. But you got some serious secrets. We cover this in our first two shows on Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stones. Hit me up on my email if y'all cannot find it. I'm at Seth, S-E-T-H, dot, Mary, dot, Turner, and Gmail, my wife and I cover this completely. There will be no questions in your mind. I'm talking fast, and I'm not lining it all out like I want to, but I think some of y'all could see. Uh, but when he's talking about little man, uh, 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 the little children, verse verse uh, 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 7, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous, come about the inward man. If you read the mind, the inward man versus the outward man, it'll make all the sense of the world. But if you go looking at what you sin, you ain't right, you're going you to be confused. Because when it says this, verse 9, he cannot sin. Whosoever born of God does not commit sin, for it's he remaining in him, and he cannot sin, you're going to be thrown off. and be like, no, he said if you're born again. You cannot sin. I sin, so I'm going to be born again. You'll be questioning your salvation for the rest of your life. I promise you, once you're born again, the, your inward man craves the Father. Your outward man have never not stopped craving this world. You may, you may, through the power of this new man, overcome some bad habits. Some people overcome drugs once they come to the Father. Some people overcome this. Some people overcome that. 
But no matter, as soon as you get rid of one thing, another thing, another thing, then it's another thing. You'll be sinning until you die. But a part of you have never sinned. A part of you cannot sin. A part of you is born of God if you are truly born again. So that's why the world has to be very careful talking about y'all sinning. Y'all sinning. You have to be careful watching people sin. You don't know if they're born again or not. Only Father knows who's truly born again. And I don't know if that answers your question, but I can go deep into that. I can. I really love talking about this right here because I go to Romans 6. <laughs> Read everybody Romans 5, Romans 6 and 7. Listen, you know I've got to be telling you the truth because Romans 6 starts off like this. Paul says, so what should we say then? Shall we just continue and just sin, 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 since grace may abound? Paul had just was talking about what I was talking about. And so the people were thinking, well, we can just sin, 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 if we all just made righteous. He said, I know what y'all thinking, but we can just sin, sin, sin. If we, if righteousness is a gift, and we, we, we can't work for it, that God just make us righteous, and it's a gift, and we made righteous inside. He said, what should we say then? Shall we continue to sin? He said, God forbid. He said, how that we, he said, how shall we that are dead to sin? Well, so stop right there, Apostle Paul. Did he just say we dead to sin? That's wrecking y'all's theology, ain't it? Listen, one more time, Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that God, that grace may abound? How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He's saying we are dead to sin. <laughs> that ought to wreck theology if you're trying to be justified by them 613 laws. That's why I tell these Hebrew Israelites, y'all need to really reach our Bible. We are justified by our faith because the Father knew we can keep those 613 laws no way. So he placed us in Christ, and he made us righteous as a gift through the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood washes us white. We are, listen, I'm going to say it, I'm going to talk like a new birth person, and I'm coming to you. Of the Casterberry, the real mm-hmm. Seth, the real Kenwin, the real born again believer who have listened to me on the sound of my voice. You have never sinned since you've been born again. Never. If you if you say if your inward man have sinned, that means you was never born again. Cause okay. people, put it up, let me make it. Let me make it real practical. Imagine a big fish tank, like a big fish tank full of water. It's like the Father put all of us inside of this fish tank, and He called the fish tank Jesus. We're all one body now. Us in Christ is one. There is no Kenwin, Castleberry, Seth Turner. There is no all these different individuals. We're all one body. That's why I call Brother Kenwin brother. How in the world can this man be my brother? It's impossible. We're related to the Spirit. And we say brother and sister all the time. We don't know why. Do you know why we say that? Because we're related to the Spirit. That same Spirit is what I'm talking about. That, that identity is sinless. People don't really understand the new birth and what really happened. That's something to go crazy about in church praising God. People don't have the blood. They don't understand 
His blood took away the sins of the world. Once we are born again, we don't have no problem with sin. As far as our inner man, we have to live right. We have to take the righteousness that's been given to us in the inner man and use that, that power to get this body in line. Now do you understand what Paul says? I keep my body under suggestion. Let's go to the phone line because I know I got a hand up. I just know somebody's going to have something to say what I just said. <laughs> uh, and we do have. Again, if you never heard that, brother, you in for a treat. Because guess what? The whole New Testament say what I just said. Brother Kingwood, I can say what I just said. Matter of fact, let me tell you what I tell people I do this all the time. I can literally close my eyes. You just got to make sure you hand me the New Testament. And I can just flip the scriptures without any appalling teaching or any of the New Testament. I'm talking about any, when Christ is sent after the book of Acts, from, from Acts to Revelation, I can flip any scripture that's going to be saying what I just said. It's, it's, that's what they call. They just say because we're supposed to live righteous because we are righteous. Because we've been given righteous, we're supposed to mirror it in our everyday life. You're not supposed to steal because you're righteous. You're not supposed to lie because inwardly you're righteous to your brother. You don't keep more than ten commandments because why? You're Christ. You're righteous. You're a saint. You've been made holy. You're holy nature. The Bible calls you peculiar people. So because we got all this going for us, we're supposed to live righteous, more than 613 laws, I'm sorry. We're supposed to live this thing. But you don't try to live this thing to be righteous. That's where you mess up, Israelites and Christians. You're a joke if you try to do that because you're talking about a holy God, that the holy of holies, they were walking around with that little bell on their leg, and if they thought one crazy thing, the Most High would kill them. You really think you can handle that last system? No. No. No, I'm going to say it again. In the Old Testament, the priests walked around the Holy of Holies with a bell on their leg, and they had a long string, a long rope. And the priests, as long as they was walking, you hear that bell, ding, ding. When you hear no more dings, when you didn't hear the ding no more, that means that priest had just died. You know why he died? He thought something crazy. He's not talking to, I believe, Christ in the form of glory. I don't think it was Yah. He, he was speaking, you know, we are not talk about that, but whoever he was speaking to was so holy, if you thought one thing negative, you lost your life. Folks, this guy mm. is nothing to play with. We got to live righteous. So don't come on the line. I've got to go to the phone line and think I'm advocating sin. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying he made us righteous. That's why we be trying to tear up the church's praises of the Father, because some of us understand this. And because we are righteous, we're supposed to live righteous. Let's go to the phone line, Brother Kenwood. How about that? We got a hand that's up. I don't know how long your hand been up. Please forgive me. I had to lay all that down. Trust me. I'm not exaggerating <laughs> when I say it. I could literally go to about, 200 scriptures that say what I just said. And I don't have to say nothing, just read. I don't have to even interpret the scriptures. But we're coming to you, Erico 337 802 
Go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and your city, please. Yeah, this is Brother Leonard. Oh, Lord. No, Brother Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brother Leonard. Good to hear hear you, brother. It's been a long time. Yeah, it it really, really is good to hear you. I'm definitely asking what you got to say because you don't even believe last we talked. You don't even accept the Messiah. So it's going to be very interesting. But listen, Brother Leonard, before I say anything, it is good to hear your voice. I'm honored you calling the show, and I hope you continue to support us. We are back. We are back uh, Saturday night, 11 o'clock, Sunday night, 11 o'clock, and Monday at 8 o'clock, all time Central Standard. Go ahead with your question comment, brother. Well, I, I, I was just uh, pretty much – I was like killing two birds with one stone because I know Brother Castleberry, and then I also dealt with you too. So I was just kind of uh, making myself known, you know, calling in, showing some support. Well, thank you, all right, thank you, all thank right. you. And uh, uh, I, I love your spirit, man. And Brother Castleberry, see, when you have a spirit like this, brother, right here, some people, I don't think I've ever met anybody I like, brother. Leonard. Ain't gonna lie, not that what they call <laughs> non-messianic. His brother literally disagreed with us that Christ is the Messiah. Last we talked, he comes on the show, let you finish. He says I disagree. He gave you a lot of scriptures. That's why he's difficult at times because he don't he ain't just saying something. And I respect that. That is the highest honor I give to anybody that disagrees with me. Come with your facts. I'll come with my facts. Let the people hear both of us and they decide. That's why I respect him. That's why he's on my show. People think I run away from Egyptologists. I run away I don't run away from nobody. They just it ain't they show. I'm not gonna let them do all the talking, but I'm gonna let them say whatever you want to say about how that the sixteenth crucified Savior, there was no Christ I'm going to let you say everything you want to say. And I want you to give me your supporting evidence. And I'm going to give you mine. You're going to let me decide. That's just that simple. So I just have to give high, high uh, uh, praise to that brother. Y'all, please forgive me for taking that time out to do that. But um, any comments on what I've just said? And uh, 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 I'm going to move on because I really, his brother had a lot of things in his heart talking about the father's name. And I would love for you to weigh in on that. That's something you and I both can agree on is the Father's name. Not so much what it is, but how it's dividing up the, the saints, uh, the Israelites as far as that. Um, and uh, he also had a concern with end-time prophecies. And here's a good one. He had a prophet. He, this is some uh, – Brother Kenneth, if you don't have any comments on what I just said, I want to ask you while I've got you like because we can move on uh, to uh, – let, let's do it in order. First, do you have anything on, on what I just talked about? Because I want to ask you a question if you don't. Do you have a question on anything I just talked about? Say it again? Yeah, was you talking to me, Seth, or Leonard? Oh. Brother Leonard, you have any comments on what I was just sharing? Because I get, I'm getting ready to ask you something else about who is the enemy. But I don't want to go there until you to me answer. Was there anything I just shared you have trouble with? No, no, no. I'm going to leave it where it's at. Okay, okay. 
But we'll, we'll appreciate that. And I know, lady, maybe we, we'll get on that. But listen, brother, before I, I'm, I'm brother, if you can hang on the line with us. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you hang on the line here for a second, anyway, okay? Because I really want this brother to get his heart out. Now he said, uh, first of all, brother Casper, what do you have to say with what I just shared with you about Pastor Paul? Just read, uh, read I, I think what I that. Uh, okay, I, I think that you was uh, everything's coming together, but I can definitely spot out the division still. Um, I mean, there's, uh, I, I'm 100% with you, but I, I feel like you're still missing a key ingredient. And if you it's love the Father, you would keep the commandments if you love the Father. And once keeping okay. the commandments and, and seeking Christ, uh, everything what you just said is, is right on point. Uh, but I think okay, that key ingre- uh, ingredient let me ask yeah, was the law. Just so we won't. We gonna be. Let me ask you a question. I know I've been talking to a lot of everybody, man. He goes to talk, and then I start. I cut him off. So let me, y'all, please understand what I'm doing here. He just said something that I feel like I'm not doing. He said I'm doing. He said you have to keep the commandments. Every time I explain grace, everybody say what he just said. They say no, you got to keep the commandments. Now y'all heard me say this. He heard me say this. But yes, yes. I want to ask him, why do people always say that? Now, this is what I said about keeping the commandments. I'm going I'm to repeat what I said. You have to keep more than 613 commandments. I said that about three times. Yes, sir. I said, I said you have to keep more than 613. And I said, of course you keep the laws. I said you keep every law you can. I said that about Four times. That's eight times I said it. Then I said mm-hmm. at the end, I know some of y'all probably phone lines. Somebody got here on my phone line. They probably get ready to tell me, you know, but just so y'all know, <laughs> I believe in keeping the law. Oh, yes, I do. I said that about two times. So I know at least ten times I said that, but some kind of way, because I'm saying that righteousness is given freely, folks start thinking, Said in Romans six and one, what shall we say then? Shall we just continue in sin, just go crazy? Is that what you're saying, Pastor Paul? He said that because people would think that's one way you know you're preaching this right. You know you're preaching what the pastor was preaching when folks say to you, "What are you trying to say? You trying to say we can just sin?" My pastor, bless his heart, I'm going to a church that don't acknowledge the Israel. I know y'all shocked at that, but trust me, there's a reason why. He don't necessarily do it. Every time I talk about anyway, and then I talk about him, my point to everyone is this. Whenever we start talking about grace, mm-hmm. we have a hard time accepting the fact that righteousness is a gift. It's not just going to be given to you, just beginning. be given you. The Father has to draw you. The Bible said the gospel will be preached to you. You will hear it. And for some reason, you'll believe it. And once you believe and you receive it, you're given righteousness. Let me tell you what the righteousness is you're given. It's the same is what the Israelites was given when they offered up a lamb or a bull and a goat. 
At that moment, they was made righteous. They was equal with their God. They was, I can't say equal, but they didn't have any sin on them. Just think about a lamb being killed every five seconds with Christ. It's a continuous killing of lambs because his blood was human blood. It's like the blood right. is constantly running. The song we sing is constantly running. The blood is still running. There is no sin for those that are in Christ. But your flesh is not under that covenant. Your flesh can still crave it. But if you believe and trust in the blood, you are made righteous. It says the just shall live by faith. Nobody is saying you ooh, don't keep no ooh, law. Oh, I think I understand. Yeah. Nobody I, I don't mean to cut you off. Of course you keep the law, but not keep the law from the standpoint of, I kept the law today, so I'm righteous. No. This is why Christ and David sometimes look like they was breaking the law. Because in their heart, they never broke the law. Like David then was hungry and they ate the showbread. It was because it was a situation that meant, are we supposed to just starve trying to keep the Sabbath? And we supposed to have, we know we supposed to eat the bread to the priest, but we hungry. Christ said, if you did your donkey fall into a hole on the Sabbath, would you not get your donkey out of the hole? Talking about you don't do that on the Sabbath. But that's your donkey. That's your livelihood. Your heart is to obey the Father, but there are times when you might have to work if that's the only job you got. The only job right. you got, man. you can't work on the Sabbath. You gotta. That's why it's a hard thing now. If your heart is right, because the whole purpose of the Sabbath was to give the Father, you really want all your time. But since you can't give him all your time, Israel, why don't you just give one day? But the Bible talks about another Sabbath. Well, you're always giving to him. That's better than one day. But folks don't stuck on the one day. It's got to be the seventh day. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be the sixth day. You know, they they don't understand the spirit behind it. Oh, you gotta, and that's why when Christ came doing stuff on the Sabbath, and he was breaking the law. If you if you a rigid person and can't see the spirit behind it. Yeah, Christ did break the law, if you want to look at it like that. But if you look at how he loved the Father and his spirit was right, he never broke the law. See, so that's why I say you got to be careful trying to keep the law. What do you mean? Which law? When? You saying I can't get my donkey out of the hole? You saying I can't work at the at the post office on Saturday if that's all I got? You got to know when. You got to, is your heart for the most high? Is your heart for the most high? Yes. Okay, then based upon your heart, what do you think you should do about this post office issue? Should you work or not? I take care of my family. Yeah, yeah, go to work. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to show you how the law, yeah, but why would you not keep the law and keep what the white man got? Why would you be acting like an American when you can keep a Hebrew law? So that's why I say you keep as many laws as you can on that Old Testament. Yes. I believe right. you should. You don't adopt the ways of a heathen. If you got to have some kind of infrastructure, you should be Hebraic. 
think it's good for us all to come together on the Sabbath. We all be doing something across the world at the same time. We all worship at the same time. Yes, I think it's good. But to act like because you kept the Sabbath, you justified, you literally, you're not going to, I'm not going to say you're crazy, but you're doing something like Apostle Paul told, I think the Ephesians, Galatians, old foolish Galatians who have confused, who have, uh, who have deceived you. Have you begun the spirit now? You're justified by the flesh. They were doing the same thing. So this right here is an old, old argument. But people just can't see if they stuck on that law. If they could not Division. please the Father with that, with that law, if they couldn't please the Father with the law in the Old Testament, how are they going to do it now? You ain't even in your land. You're in America. You ain't got no priest, no Aaron priesthood. How are you? Gonna please y'all this way or higher. You're hitting on it right now. Well, You're hitting on it, Mister Tell. I know. I bet I am. And another thing is, how are you going to be arguing over his name? His name is his character. You can just call him the character. He says, I am. Okay, that's something. You can say, Waymaker. Is Waymaker less of a name than I am? If you name in the characteristic of the Father, how can you say this name is better than another name? And really, if you want to get technical, if you really mean Yeshua, Mary's baby, walk the water, and you're saying, Jesus, do you think the demons are not going to obey you when the Father sees you calling on his son? When the Father sees you trusting in what the account was in the Bible of how to come to him, and you just saying, Jesus, an interpretation of Yeshua, even if men mean it, meant it for evil and they changed the J to take away from Yeshua and they made him white. But if you call it on Yeshua, you really think the Father ain't going to honor that? Just because the perpetrators is saying, look at them, they, pray, they, they call our name. Yeah, we call your name, but we really not call your name because we don't know you. We're not calling on you. You can feel good about us saying little Zeus. Okay, those that worship Zeus might say, look, I didn't call my God. <laughs> little Zeus, Jesus. Okay, fine. But we don't know little Zeus. Our grandmother didn't know little Zeus when he was playing on steel. Who do you think Father's going to honor? How about this? You call him by his appropriate name, but your heart is far from him. Do you really think he's going to hear you? You might as well be hollering Jesus or some other name. Because he can't hear you. Because your heart ain't right. Some of this is just kind of just, I wonder how long has he been in church. This is not really that complicated. His name is who he is. He is whoever he is to you. Call him that. Waymaker. Jailbreaker. Parole. Uh, eraser. Healer, call him whatever. You're worshiping. Every time he calls his name, you're worshiping him. 
Why are you getting caught up in Yahweh, Yahakwa? People come on the show, you can't even, they can't even talk because their name is 15 syllables long. These people is not, I don't think, born again in the first place. That's why they step on the law. Let me tell you something about the law. The law is real good for those people that's not born again because they can put down folk. See, the law, the reason the law look appealing to people because the law is not nothing appealing. It really isn't appealing. It's, it's 613 laws. You don't know what's today and what's not today. The reason why the law was given because mankind was sinning so much and killing themselves and hurting themselves, and God had to tell them, look, don't do this, don't do that. And the Bible does say if you can keep the law, you will need to meet the Messiah. So I, I respect the law. Don't, don't Let's not play about the law. If you can keep those 613 laws, the Bible says you wouldn't even need to save it. The Bible says you'd be justified by it. But no one could do it. Why do you want to keep holding on to something nobody can do when grace is something you can do? Grace, all you have to do is accept the Messiah, believe the support, and you are saved. You are made righteous. No longer will your inward man sin. No longer. Now your flesh That's is the difference. Comment. That's the difference right there. Comment. To a scripture. Uh, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 8. 8 and 8. Okay. All right. Um, for finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, said the Lord. For this is mm-hmm. the new this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel in after those days, said the Lord. Mm-hmm. I will put my laws, those six hundred and thirteen you was talking about, into their mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm and write them Mm -hmm. in their hearts. And I will Mm -hmm. be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. The fundamental difference with dividing us, uh, after I heard what you, you know, uh, what you were saying, I I totally agree. It's just I'm I'm hitting on the very fundamental uh, difference that divides us. I I believe I found it. And that's the, 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 and, and that is, I believe that we're not quite in the new covenant just yet. And I think where you're coming from now is that you believe that we're already in the new covenant. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Um, well, listen. Yeah. Romans, hold on. You say Hebrews 8? Yes. Right? What verse? Yes. Uh, 8, what and verse? I started at 8. Okay. Start at verse 1. 8 and 1? Okay. Let's read all of it. Now the okay, king, all right. You, you, go ahead and, you go ahead and read. I read it earlier. I've been talking a lot. You go ahead and read all the way down. Okay. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary. Right just, for, just for a quick, okay. quick injection, like 10 seconds. 
have Christ come? Yes, yes, he didn't came. Isn't he sitting right here in the most high? Yes, sir, he is. Okay, keep reading. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was um, uh, admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle uh, for See, says, he that thou make all things according to the pattern should to be in the mount. Okay. Okay, six, verse six. All right. But now have he obtained, okay, but now have he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. For now, if that on first second. covenant... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Verse okay. 6. And now he had obtained a more excellent ministry by how much yes. also he is a mediator of a better covenant. You believe that's Christ, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the better covenant? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was reading. established upon their promises, upon better promises. For if that right. first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. Yeah, for finding remember fault that, with them. Remember, remember that, everybody. All right. For if the first covenant had been faultless, the first covenant must have had some faults with it. Go ahead. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel okay. and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that we took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, that first covenant, and I regarded them mm-hmm. not, said the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. There's no teaching when this happens. For I will be merciful to, to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. That's when this happens. In that, he says, a new covenant he hath made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready. It hasn't gone yet, but it's ready to vanish away. Christ has not came back yet, and we ain't got the laws in our minds and hearts yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, we no, out here no, in this world. On, I just read. But keep, but keep in mind, keep in mind. Well, go ahead and finish your statement. Okay, my, well, my, my whole point of going to the scripture 
was to point out uh, some key details about this new covenant. In this new covenant, uh, there's no need to tell nobody about God in that day that this happened. In that day that he, well, let me say, uh, he's going to he's going to take the Israelites. Okay. Let me say this. I just read to you, and now I know why I read it. Now I know, and I thank the Father. Now I know why I read earlier. And remember, I was going off at the beginning. Couldn't even just open up the phone line. But I just said, this went to Mayor, um, a five-six on blog talk I just started rambling. Now I know why. Remember I said, you have not that anybody should teach you. You have an unction from the Holy Spirit. Then I said, that's not the scripture I wanted. Then I read another scripture that said, um, you know all things. Now, it said now. Apostle Paul said, now, the first scripture said, I read that I didn't want to read that one. I was meant to try to find another one. But that scripture said, ye know all things. Now, not in the future. Now, you just read where it says that every man will know the Lord. Right. Right. That's what the Apostle Paul, what else could he be saying? If Apostle Paul say, you know all things and all mean there ain't nothing left, and then he says it again another way, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know it all things. He's saying it's in you. Then he turned around and says, here, I'm going to write my laws in their hearts. I just said to you earlier, there are times when you're going to break laws. But you're not really breaking the yeah. law because in your heart, in your heart, you don't you love the Father, and that's what Christ was doing. He was to the outward man looked like he was breaking the law, but there are times. Brother Self. So you know, let me ask you not Go ahead. Okay, okay. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Just give me, give, give me about two, two minutes. And then, because okay, I really okay. want you to get in, because I've, I've shared a lot, and I definitely want you to get I want you to, I definitely want to be fair tonight. So, and we're almost out of time. So I'm going to go over a little bit just for you, because I want you to really get what I'm trying to say, because this is major, major, major. Again, this is one of the things we talk about. My wife and I, this is our first and second show. The very first show we did, and we talk about it other shows. Uh, just say righteousness, those of you that want to know more. You can Google Blog Talk Radio Five Smith Stone Righteousness, and then you'll get those shows. But listen, what you just read, it talks about where Christ is now on the right hand of the Father. You just read it. You just read yeah. where it was talking about Christ is on the right hand of the Father, establishing the in the better covenant. And it goes on to say, you some kind of way feel like uh, that Romans, the 10th verse, when it says, for this is the covenant I will make, that that's some type of future thing. He did make this covenant with Israel. He did make this covenant with, uh, with Judah. But you got to remember, just because he didn't stay in the world, it don't exclude the world. He came primarily for Israel. 
in the Bible is wrote about Israel. Sometimes they don't talk about the world, and people think, oh, it's not for the world. He never said it wasn't for the world. He just right now, this book just got the spotlight on Israel. And it, it's the spotlight stays on Israel for 66 books. If folks think God doesn't care about the rest of the world, it's not so much that. It's that we can't understand Israel if we're going to keep talking about all these other nations. He's got to just keep talking about just Israel. But don't think, because he mentioned Judah and Israel, they don't need nobody else. He's going to put the covenant just this and this. No, 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 no. Because the promise to Abraham wasn't just for the Israelites. It was for your seed is going to become so much nobody can count on. That's not just Israelites. I believe that what has happened with the Holy Spirit coming on the book of the, on the Pentecost and putting his spirit inside of us that knoweth all things, him leading our mind, letting us know what to do, what not to do, stop, turn here. That ain't nothing but a law. Go back and apologize. That's laws in your mind. If you listen to the spirit, you don't need nobody to tell you. Nobody has to tell you anything. But if you don't listen, if you don't spend time with the Father, then you're not going to be able to walk in these verses where you don't need nobody. You're going to need people, all right, because you can't hear. God is never going to – think about this for a second. Then I want you to come here. How can Israel ever be in a place where they just know everything and never need nobody to talk to them if they live in any kind of way? It can't be that they're just going to know no matter what. They're going to always know the truth, and they're going to be living in all kind of ways they're going to know the truth. That don't make sense. In order for them to know this, they're going to have to be obedient. That's the same for us. If we're obedient, how is a better covenant going to come after what we got? Let's just say if, if we listen to the Father right now, to this unction that we have right now. That, that the, Paul said we have an unction for the Holy Spirit to know all things. So if we listen to an unction right now and we know all things, how does this covenant you think is saying right now better? If I know all things now, because of what Pastor Paul was saying, how can another covenant be better? If I know all things now, how is knowing all things then the same, better, name better? It's got to be this. Go ahead, covenant, please. Yeah, it's going to be better because it's going to be in our minds instead of a book to read, in our hearts. We're it's already going to know read. all his words. It's mm-hmm. not a book to read. He yeah. said it was a book to read. I'm talking about he uh, said the Bible. you have an unction. No, no. Paul said you have an unction by the Spirit. I ain't talking about no book. I'm not once since I've been on the phone with you talked about no book. I said you have an unction by the Holy One. Now, I've been reading the book to try to understand this, this, but it's inside of us. It's the Spirit, man. He's the Spirit going to lead and guide us, not a book. So I'm trying to say if we have that right now, Brother Kidman, Cassidy, mm-hmm. if right now the Apostle Paul says we have an unction from the Holy One, and we know all things. And another scripture says, we know all things. Right now. He didn't say, he, 
see, the spirit is in us as a part of us. That's why I say you know all things, but we have got to listen to that spirit, and then we do know all things. I'm saying, it, how can what you say, I'm trying to understand how you believe. I think you either okay. don't believe we have it all now. You either don't believe we have it all now. We can't. I think what it is. You, I think what it is. You don't believe Paul meant what he said. He said what he meant. Because if you know all things now, how could you think the Father is going to do something later where we don't know all things? We already know all things as far as the Spirit is in us that know all things. Okay, well, we can put it to the test, brother. Uh, what do we expect when Christ returns? He's going to come back like a chick, uh, a hen with his chicks. Everywhere we're scattered from, he's going to bring us there. The scriptures speak on it. And this goes right with this Hebrews 8 I just read. He's not going to remember their sins no more. He's going to put the laws in their minds. Uh, these are all in the scriptures. And it all flows together, the whole Bible from front to back. And to say that we're already there now before he comes, already having all that in our minds and heart now, with all this wickedness in this world, brother, this is I, even Israelites, Christians, Muslims, no matter, we all fall short badly. Okay. Uh, Let me see. No, i gotta, I got to learn these things. I, I need somebody to teach me. If he put, if he's gonna put something in your head like that, and he gonna listen. I just want you to think it out. Think it out what I'm saying. If he's just gonna put it in your head, if the way you said, if he's gonna, because he said everybody's gonna do, everybody's gonna get it, everybody's gonna know. If everybody's gonna know, you know everybody ain't gonna be obedient at the same time. You know everybody's not going to be obedient at the same level at the same time all the time. So if he's going to give it to everybody, they're all going to know. That means you ain't really working for it. If we all going to know without a shot of doubt, and he's just going to give it to us, that means we would live in all kinds of ways. Everybody's just going to know. Think about that for a minute. Now think about what I was just saying. We got two different ways of looking at it. If what you're saying is true, and he's gonna one day just give us all this time, we all gonna know. We ain't gonna be no deception. Ain't gonna be. A, we just gonna know. He's gonna do. it, He's gonna give it to us. He has never worked like that. You've always had to come to him, submit to him, and as you seek him, he give it to you. So if you saying he's just gonna give it to you, that's it. That's violating everything you ever seen like done. Now, now that's that's to me, to me. Now let's look at how I was just saying it. Apostle Paul says, "You already got it." Now the same Apostle Paul used to write letters to people and say, "Tell them all these things that they're not doing, all this and that, as though they're babies." But then he turned out to much. You already know it. What did he mean? He meant. If you would listen, so if every single person did what Apostle Paul said in, in sacrificing and fasting and prayer, we would all hear the same thing. Brother, that to me is so clear. We would all sound like one voice. 
Maybe something is going to happen on this earth that is going to scare the living crap out of us to where we're going to all run and get our Bibles and start living right, and we'll all be able to hear that 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 I just read, that unction. Mm-hmm. We all will know. We all will know everything then because the spirit will be guiding us. But I can't see the Father just dropping on 40 million or how many ever uh, Israelite is all over the whole planet. Just, we all know the same thing, same thing, same thing. But I do think we can come get on, there. Come on, come <laughs> on. Listen, 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 listen. I think we can get there realistically if we all don't want to part. And we all seek the Father. You know how I know? It happened in the book of Acts. Yeah. Those people was on one accord, and they shook up the world. There wasn't much division in the book of Acts because they were sold out. We're comfortable. We're in America. We don't have to really seek God. We can go buy stuff. We don't have to need God. We just go buy whatever we But when you don't have or when your life is threatening and people are going to kill you for your faith, to be real, and you're going to hear that, that, that get that unction, you're going to hear the Holy Spirit clear, and we are going to be believing the same thing. So, so let me just say this really quickly. Uh, I have to say this. You know, I'm doing a blog, and I have to say this. Those of you that call that call the phone line, stay, with, stay put. We got 90 seconds. We only contracted to go uh, until 1 o'clock. We roll over sometime a whole hour, but we're not going to roll over no hour tonight. We're about to wrap this show up in a little bit. I do want to hear from uh, Brother Cassidy a little bit longer because I talked so much, but he brought, he opened up a barrel of words. I had to do that teaching. So I want him to talk about some of these <laughs> other things. But those of you that's on the phone lines, don't hang up. You won't be able to get back. Those of you listening, you clicked on the link, you got to call the phone number right now quickly. Else the show is going to cut off in about 30 seconds. So here's the phone number. Listen carefully. I'm going to say it slow. 914-205-5590. If it's charging you for some reason, call me quickly at 817-808-2073. One more time, 817 you call me quickly and I'll text me quickly and I'll call you and give you a courtesy call if they're, if they're trying to charge you. And once when I blog talk, we'll try to charge, make some money off this show, which is totally illegal because I pay for this. Anyway, um, I think that's it. So everybody on the phone might stay put because we, we'll lose you. Again, if you're tuning to the Fosters on Network, again, it's a better set. And I'm talking to my good friend, Brother Kingley Castleberry and uh, Brother Leonard, uh, I had to go. I guess his line dropped. Uh, I don't see him no more. Anyway, maybe still listening, um, folks. Tonight is a mystery topic, but it's no mystery anymore. We talked a little bit about this and the other. The brother came on. Um, brother King, when Castleberry came over, some concerns about the name of uh, division. He called it division in the body of Christ. Division among Israelites about which name do we call the Father? And uh, some people divided them all. Um, what laws do we keep, you know? Then we want to know about two-thirds of the world being destroyed. We may hit that before, so he want to talk a little bit about end time. He want to talk about who is the enemy. I want to hit this one before we go tonight. 
who is the enemy? Like, is it a person? Is it a spirit? We'll talk about that. I want to definitely hit that tonight. Uh, definition of culture, I thought we did a good job on that. Again, Brother Casper, thank you for being on the 5 6 Phone Network tonight. Go ahead and finish mm-hmm. your comment, but I just wanted to talk about, I do think we're at that scripture, considering the scripture where it says, I will put my laws in their mind. There are people mm. that are not confused because they understand the grace of Father, they understand the Lord's love, and they don't have to necessarily even look at the 613 law. You can take the whole Bible away from them because they know that if you love, truly love the Father, certain things you're going to do. So his laws is wrote in their mind like that. He don't have to physically write 8,000 laws in their mind. All you have to do is show them the true love for the Father. And in, true, in, in, in loving the Father, Brother King would, this is deep. I'm going to throw a deep one at you. I'm about to tell oh, you yeah. the deepest thing I've said, I said all night. Putting his laws in their minds, you're thinking it's going to get them all these laws in their minds. They don't know what to do about this, 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 this. I don't think so. I think he's just going to show them how to love the Father and certain things you just don't do when you love somebody. You ain't got to have no law. When you don't know nobody, like the scripture says, the law is for the lawless. What that means is if you don't know the Father, you need a bunch of laws because you don't know it. But when you know somebody, you know not to keep the refrigerator door open. You know not to leave your underwear on the, on the, on the floor. You know not to have the music up too loud. You know not to play this kind of music, play that kind of music. You don't need a whole bunch of laws posted all over your apartment or your home or wherever you live because you know the person. If you don't know the person, you just moved in with them, or you've been knowing them forever but you really don't know them, you got to have a bunch of stuff wrote down on your hand, in your notebook, on your phone to remind you because you don't know them. That's who needs the law. Why does the scripture say this? The law is for the lawless. They don't know the Father. Listen to this. Moses did not have the law. How do you you please the Father? How do you talk to the Father like he did? Talk to him like a man just negotiated with him, told him to repent, told him. I mean, how do you talk? How? He knew it. Prophets did things. They prayed some weird prayers. It's, Israel needed the law because they were lawless. A lot of them priests didn't need the law per se because they knew what the Father required. And this thing is deep. That right there I just said is the most powerful thing I said all night. If you understand that, you understand what he meant by I will put my law in their mind and write them on their hearts. How can you write 18,000 laws in somebody's heart? That's not what he meant. He will put the love, and in that, the law is written on their mind. It really is. Yeah, that's a... I'm yeah, telling well, you, man. Uh, I, you got to look at all... I hear you, you <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. You can't look at that one passage... Because the way he was saying it now, you got to read all of that. You got to read the chapter before that, the chapter after that. 
And because it's going to say it in different ways, I'm telling you, putting this law in his mind. That's not the first time to talk no, about this. No. You got to look at all the time. You read all the times he talks about putting the law in their mind and writing it on their yes, heart. Yes, I would love to read it. One, I would love to read it. One, one, scripture, one scripture says, if you love your neighbor with all your heart and all thy mind and all thy soul, it says there is no law against that. That is deep. One more time. Mm-hmm. Who's you your neighbor? Your neighbor yeah, if you love your neighbor with all your heart, soul, and mind, it says there's no law against it. Or it says all laws hang on this. Because, in other words, you ain't going to violate no laws. So why would you need him to write on your heart? That is writing on your heart. It's how you look at it. it basically, he writing on your heart so you won't do it, right? So if you already mm. got a heart where you don't violate the law, Kind of, isn't it already rolling your heart? If you know that I don't like this, 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 and you really care about me, you're going to already know, you're going to know not to do things I ain't even told you yet. You're going to know not mm. to do things I have not even told you yet. One more time. Let me pick on your wife. You've been with your wife long enough to know that there's certain things she's not going to like. And she ain't even told you she don't like it yet. I guarantee you if I meet you and your wife and I say, hey, here is uh, here's something I want to do to y'all's house. Or here is something I, wanna, I want you to do for your wife. You can tell me right now whether or not she's going to like it. It's already rolling mm. your heart, bro, because you know her. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. everybody said it was pretty good. That was pretty good. So you got laws that wrote on your heart that you ain't seen yet because you know her. You're thinking in your mind, Brother Chatsman, know you listen to the phone line. Some of y'all may be thinking the same thing. Go ahead and comment in the chat room. The chat room is still open. Y'all might as well put your question marks before and after your question, though. All right? It's still open. Brother Kenwood. And those of you on the phone, mm-hmm. if you have any questions for our guest, press 1. I see y'all listening. Again, if you're on the chat room and you have questions for our guest, press 1. Let me ask you this. Again, find scriptures. Do a search, a Bible search on laws written on your heart. And I guarantee you don't come back and say, Brother, you're right. The Bible says when we love, there is no commandment against that. So if you can love and you ain't going to break no commandment, why do you need to know every commandment there possibly is wrote on your heart? It's wrote on your heart by way of of love. You're you're thinking by, by, if you just want to stick to this one passage and just not look at no other passage, not saying that's what you do, but if, if a person just did that, they would think God is going to say, you ain't supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to wear white. You ain't supposed to wear that. You ain't supposed to stay here. The woman's supposed to do this. You ain't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to do that. I don't know that. Do you realize the priest couldn't hardly do that? But you're saying every little Joe Blow is going to walk around with 900 laws in their mind. It don't make sense. I don't believe that. That's not what that meant. That can't be what that meant. And if it is what it meant, Brother. 
Why did Apostle Paul say this, and I'm done, and I want you to comment on this, and then we're going to talk about these other few, and we're going to have to show up and, and, and quickly, okay? Why would okay. Apostle Paul say these words? Why would he act as though we are doing those verses you just read? Why would he talk as though we already know all things? He said, I will put my laws in your mind. He said, I will put my laws in your heart. Apostle Paul say, you have it all. You know all things. If you know all things, you're going to know verse 10. You're going to know all the laws in your mind. You're going to know that. You're going to write whatever's wrote on your heart. You're going to know that. Why would the Apostle Paul say that? Okay. Uh, well, I I will start at the beginning with Pastor Paul because I believe that he's apostle to the Gentiles. That's the people who don't know anything about scriptures or Christ or anything. He he sent out to them. So I I think that could be a factor right there in the, uh, the communication back and forth that we're we're kind of have this dialogue we're having. Of uh, okay, we're, we're saying that we are the Hebrews, and uh, from my understanding, with a stretched out arm, he's going to rake in all the Israelites all across the world, no matter where they at. It said it; it's, it's in the scriptures. And he's going to put them back in their land. You know what I mean? And he's going to set up a kingdom right here on earth. This is what they're saying, and and in there we're not going to sin. And because we're already no, not even a baby, you got to teach about God. Yeah, they all. That's what that's saying. In that day. All right. Now, from my understanding, you're equating this is now. This is right, like right now. We got the. Of course, it makes total sense if you're speaking of it like it's right now. I can understand what you're saying. It couldn't possibly mean eight thousand. Laws in our minds and hearts right, right now? Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Everything you're saying, Mr. Self. But see, I'm taking this scripture as its future. It hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? And far as the, the apostles, they they made it for, they uh, went out and preached this gospel, and it spread across the world to we have it right here, right now, today. And we can attempt. Uh, the world, no matter where we at, whether we in China, Europe, Jamaica, and in the Americas, we can all kind of seek the Father's face, no matter where we at. With these scriptures and this knowledge, we can try to walk as upright as we possibly can. You know what I mean? I think that kind of sums everything up. If you kind of just love your neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Just you don't have to even know anything about these laws. You're already going to be doing a lot of these laws and don't even know it, right? Because it's just just being treating people how you want to be treated. <laughs> you know what I mean? But in the details of these laws, how they how the Most High God want us to walk, uh, follow His commandments. That's going to be placed in our minds, and we're going to be the light to the rest of the world who haven't got that put in their mind. We're going to be right there with Christ teaching the the world. If the Father is just going to take a group of people 
and you know we're going to be living different kinds of ways. You just know that. You should know Israel have never, ever, ever all been living right. So you know whenever this time is in the future that you're thinking it's going to happen, some kind of way Israel going to do something their forefathers never did. We're all going to be these angels all of a sudden. We're all going to start living right. Brother, I cannot see that. Because in order, listen, listen. What you're saying is in the future, we all going some kind of way to be living right, and then he, because of that, he's just going to drop this knowledge on us. That's the only time I can see him just making us all the same, equal in knowledge. Like everybody know everything, nobody's talking no more. We need no more church, we don't need nothing, we don't need nothing, we don't need nothing. We all know. We all know. I know, bro. I don't know what you tell me. I know, I know. That is the only way I can see him doing that, first of all. So if he's if he going to do, do that, that's how it has to happen. I think, or it's going to have to happen like this. The more realistic way is we ain't going to be all living right. And he's just going to drop it on us. That's even more scarier. So we're going to all be living different kind of ways. Some people living right, some people live kind of like today. Some people right, some people wrong. Some people in the middle, some people, some people close, some people not. He's just going to still make us all righteous. So, you know, that's not fair. You're over there sacrificing, seeking his face, and you, made, you, you showed everything. I'm over here at the strip club, and he showed me everything. That don't make no sense. Don't make sense as you dumb, you silly, you not. I'm just saying I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. I can't see the Father just giving a nation that's not obedient, just everybody the same nation, everybody the same nation. That's why he lived for him. We might as well just chill out, do what we want to do, because one day he's going to give us all the same knowledge. And that's exactly what people are going to do. Like Paul said, what should we say to each other? If people think God is going to give something to us no matter what we do, they ain't going to live right. So I can't see God giving us all the same amount of knowledge, same amount of powerful knowledge without doing nothing. I can't see that. That's number one. I can't see the Father making us all equal in knowledge because we all, all of a sudden, for the meaning of us, start doing right. I can't. That's the real miracle. I've never seen it in the Bible, never heard of it. So I don't believe that. But I do believe inside of us right now, 2022, I do believe Apostle Paul said, inside of us is the Holy Spirit. Because too many people have tested this, and they did shake up the world for a minute. Then they did go. It's just that as we're so wayward with America, it's decadent. But when you can break away and obey and read his word and Fast and pray, which I have a hard time doing. I just can't seem to do that. But if I can quit sinning and sacrifice and do the things he asks, can line up with somebody else and we can let that spirit. Because you don't have to know all things like right now. Your head will blow up. But when something pop up, you got to answer. Next day, something else pop up. You got to answer. Next day, something else pop up. You got to answer. I see it like that. Not me sitting up talking to you, and I got all the knowledge about the galaxies and all the knowledge about Trump, all the knowledge about blacks, all the knowledge about race, all the knowledge about Hitler. All you will explode. I don't think it means like you know everything. It just means to everything you need, you got to answer. Bible says when you take me for the wicked people, don't think about what to say because he's going to give you what to say when it comes. That's what I mean. That's that knowing all things. I 
think Pastor Paul was right. He meant right now, inside of us, there resides something that know all things if we come ourselves and listen to it. That's what I believe. Hmm. I respect that. I respect that, man. It's the new covenant. And I know I'm coming hard. I'm coming hard. And it's my show, and I'm dominating a lot of talking. But I promise you, man, it's the best I can do. I just think we're under that new covenant right now. And I'm glad. Uh, Real real quick. Real quick, myself. Go ahead. With the way you believe, the way I believe, the way Mr. Leonard believes, uh, Islam and other Christianity factors, how do we get along? How do we, how do we get along, brother? How do we still, you know, this seek is, the this Father? This is what I believe. Together, I believe, I believe Romans two is the answer. You make a lot of Christians mad when I talk about this. I believe, let every man work out his own soul salvation. Romans two talks about somebody that don't have no law. And they end up doing better than those with the law. That's scary. It talks about these people in Romans 2 towards the end of the chapter of a people, again, that have no law. They end up pleasing the Father better than those people that had the law. It said those without the law this should help you on what you're talking about right now. It says those that had no law had the law in their conscience. It said they had the law in their conscience, going back to verse 10, which you just read. How can somebody without the law have a law in their conscience? That should prove your point. I just thought it out of the clear blue one more time. In Romans chapter 2, towards the end, it talks about Israelites having the law. But there is these people that have no law. But they end up pleasing the Father better than the Israelites with the law because they had the law wrote on their hearts. And I don't think they was no Israelite. Whoa. So Christians, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't think careful. they was Israelites? Oh no, I think they was Gentiles. What I'm trying to tell you is, the Father was saying there were people on this earth, maybe they're in the backwoods of Africa or South America, in the so-called jungle or whatever. They ain't never heard no gospel. They ain't never heard nothing, nothing. But they pleased the Father, and I'm saying, how? I had a guy to tell me. There's some people, those people out there, they're not, they're not savages. They know there's a God. Romans 1 says that the nature, the Romans 1 says nature preaches that there is a God. Nature. Pastor Paul seen some people that was worshiping on Mars Hill, and they had a sign that said, to the unknown God. Pastor Paul said, that God y'all talking about on that sign? That's what I'm telling you about. I just show you a more excellent way. So Christians saying you got to go through Christ, 
When it says no man coming unto the Father but by me, I'm told that in the Arab, when it says no man that cometh unto the Father but by me, by spirit, and by, okay, let me, let me slow down here because I'm thinking about this time and time trying to wrap up this show. But I was taught that it, when it says no man comes to the Father by me, it's by his, the me means spirit. It means the eye in the eye. I and I. That's why Rastafarians get that term, I and I. Rastafarians use the word I and I when they sing, I and I this, I and I that. They're getting it from the Arabic word me. That me means spirit. So it reads, no man cometh unto the Father but by the spirit. One more time. When the Bible says, no man coming unto the Father but by me, it's no man coming to the Father but by my spirit. The spirit of Christ. Not necessarily saying Jesus or Yeshua, but his spirit. Well, what kind of spirit did he have? He just honored the Father. He believed in the Father. That's coming in his spirit. And a lot of Christians just got mad at me. No, you got his name. Y'all don't even know his name. It's his name is his character. And that's what makes you okay with the Father. Else, how can people in Romans do please the Father? So will somebody answer that? If somebody on the phone line press one and come on and tell me how did somebody that don't have no law, that means they ain't have no Bible, how did they please the Father better than the Israelite? Israelite means you had a law. If they didn't have a law, they had to be a Gentile. How did they please the Father? Nature, ocean, birds, animals. Be careful talking about and you're the only one. You have to be careful. So when you say, how are we going to get along, brother? You better come as Christ came. No other name whereby we must be saved. No other spirit whereby we must be saved. You have to come to the Father as Christ came. Through Christ, to me, means through his spirit. Through his spirit means the way he did things. Not necessarily you got to say his name, because we only halfway know his name, but we can have his spirit, because then we're going to start looking at the Muslims different. Because if they're sitting up going and acknowledging the Most High, and acknowledging he's all-powerful, and acknowledging that he created the earth, and acknowledging that he loves us, and acknowledging the greatness and all the good things he has said, are they not coming in Christ's name, in his way? I know I just lost a lot of Christians when I said that. I don't say it often because I know people think, oh, you not even say, I came to the name, his character and saying the name. But I do think y'all need to answer the question, how did some people in Romans 2, the latter part of that chapter, make it in? How did they please the Father more than an Israelite with the law and they had no law? Answer that, brother. And you'll be able to answer your question, how the Jews and everybody, how we all going to get along. We all get along because of the spirit we have. What kind of spirit? You see those Muslims that you get along with. And you love them. You say, man, there's something about you. That's because they got that spirit. You see them Israelites, you can't stand. They got the wrong spirit. I don't think they're born again. I think when you're born again, your spirit is Their flesh may have some issues, but the spirit, that thing that can't sin, that part of us, it's got to be germing with me. 
I should feel something. I don't think a lot of you are born again. And you're sitting up rubbing elbows with them, uh, and I'm rubbing elbows with some of these folks, and we're saying we can't never get along. No, we can't. It's that you rubbing elbows with folks that ain't born again. They just love the Israelite word, word Judah on their neck and wearing a Judah cross, but really look at their spirit. And then there's some moment they got, I'm telling you, brother, it's the spiritual thing. Some of these people is not born again, but King, what you got a different spirit, I can tell. That's why you're on my show. You and I job. Brother Leonard, mm. he might not believe it, but I'm not about to sit and say, Brother Leonard, go ain't gonna make it in. We got a hand up. We got a question for you. Um, I know we have the hours for everybody. We're gonna talk about the show, but we do honor questions. And we got a question for myself, our brother Kenyon. And so let's go to the phone lines. You okay with that, brother Kenyon? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh huh. All right. Let's go to the phone lines again. Everybody, been listening to Five Six Network, and uh, I thank y'all for t- hanging around, staying on the phone lines, and, and even the chat rooms, y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Eric code nine zero three five three zero. Go ahead with your questions. Or your comment, I would love to know your name and your city, please. Okay, this must be um, uh, Thelma Ross from Tyler, Texas. Thelma Ross. Welcome, Ms. Ross, yes. to the show. What city are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Tyler, Texas. All right. Go ahead. Well, I want uh, you to take, go right ahead. The, the, well, I'm a bit confused, <laughs> and um, I was just sitting here thinking, and I wanted the question that um, we can't possibly know what the Most High, uh, what he his plans, his thoughts and plans are not ours. We don't, we can't see that, but I can see him, him bringing his people together. Because those are the chosen people, his people. They're not, it's not everyone in the world. And he can use anyone, it, no matter whether they know the law or don't know the law. Because we're all, we're all human beings and we're all his creation. So I'm a little bit confused, but I do understand. I do understand that... There is a group of people, the Israelites, that is his people, hard-headed, sin, but still, they're his people. They're the one he's going to get to. He's not going to count them out just because some of them are not following the law. But he's going to give them choice, just like everyone else. He's going to give Let me ask you a question. Let's, let's, okay, let's, well, let's, I probably let's. can't answer that, but I'd like for you guys to expand on that a little more. Well, hold on a second. You probably can't answer because I, I don't think I'm no sharper than you are or anything like that. I've got a very simple question for you. You say okay. these are his people. You say these are his people. Do you know why they're his people? They're his people because of his man, Abraham. Yeah. Not because of them. Not because of them. He almost act like he didn't like them. He opened up the I'm earth and swallowed. Th- 
hear me out. Hear me out for just a quick second. Okay. The Bible talks about when Christ came on the scene that now there is neither Jew nor Greek where it relates to coming to the Father and pleasing him, that to now be Jews by the heart. That's why he's writing his spirit upon everything that's rolled upon the heart, because now it's about the heart. The reason I talk about being Israel is for us to understand why we're in America, why we went through what we went through, and like Brother Ken would say, how do we live? What kind of infrastructure? I think we should be trying to keep those laws. But I don't keep them nowhere like, I don't keep them for the same reason that other people do, because I don't think all of them relate. I don't think, I think you have to be led by the Spirit. And if you're led by the Spirit, I'm about to come back to you, sister. Just hold on. If you're led by the Spirit, it's going to be way more than 613 laws. Yeah. Because yeah, you're agree. in a different culture, and, and, and in a different culture, you're going to need different laws. We got we got technology now. We got Facebook now. There may be some laws relating that, and we can't find it in the 613. So my point is this. When you say his people, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and I think what you're trying to say is you have trouble with what I'm saying because you feel like he's just going to just put his law in and he's just going to do it no matter what he's just going to do it. But the but Father has never, ever just did something. This is what he promised Israel. He said, because you are stiff, hold on one second. He said, because you are stiff-necked people, I'm not going to utterly destroy you. No. But he never said, he never said, whether you're wicked or not, I'm just going to get this to you. Now, back when they first was formed, they had these mediators of prophets that would go before the, the Most High and honor and argue and, and, and try to keep them from killing them. And well, they I always were successful. <laughs> but my I point don't think is this. Yeah, I want to. No, okay, no, let, go, let go, ahead, go ahead. What you just say? I was just saying, I, I but, think you're underestimating the most high. And uh, I, I don't think he's just going to let people come in just because he said he'll fix them. I think that, I mean, he's, he's the most high. Don't he just know it all? Don't he know who is who? And we're living in today's time. This world is so corrupted. It's, it's terrible. I mean, he can't, his mm. spirit is out there, but are people really taking it in? No. They're not. I guess what and I'm trying I, to ask you I'm is this. I'm a little upset because, you know, it's not just like your spirit just is floating all through the air and people are just living uh, without the law and knowing the law and the rules. You know, we got the the problem is, is that, you know, we need leaders like yourself and you guys talking to have serious <laughs> I'm both. That's my mom, Seth. You don't have well, to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was go, go ahead, go I, ahead, go I, ahead. You have a very intelligent mom to even be interested in this kind of stuff. I mean, my mother, I don't even think she would listen to half this. It's just way over here she would probably say. But uh, you you have a very interesting mom to even be saying that. And uh, so I definitely would give you the most utmost 
answer the best I can. Uh, Brother Ken, would you would you want to say something about what she was saying before I comment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to kind of add in to what what uh, what both of you were saying. Um, I think we all on the same page. It's just there's uh these little differences, and uh, the really the root of the whole matter is how do we walk together, man? And uh, you gave us an answer, myself. You did. However, yep. it's just not. Uh, it's just uh, it's still mean, there. It's still that that well, dividing spirit is still there, you know. Um, and and uh, I, I'm really going to be working on how to work that out together. But yeah, I do yeah. believe well, that uh, the Israelites are going to be a light to the world, a light to all everybody, you know. Uh, uh, you see that in the scriptures. Uh, so uh, that's how I believe it's all going to turn out. You know what I mean, and yeah. uh, and you know, so the thousand year reign, and then we all be one people, you know. Uh, but yeah, it goes in order. Uh, the Bible is always dealing with order, and uh, that's what's coming up next for for the Israelites is to be uh, put back in their lands and uh, knowing all these laws and following them, and being a light teaching well, the people who don't know. If I were- I remember many times in the scripture, uh, 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 um, both of y'all are addressing too. And then I get your final comment, Miss um, Ross, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Did I get your name right, Miss Ross, right? Yes. Can I give you my final comment? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, in a second. After I make this comment, I want you to give me your final comment, and I'm going to let uh, your son end out the show here. But listen, this is what I wanted to say to you. According to my understanding and my research, all of Israel, it says a remnant of them will be saved. It says, if my people, which I call my name, I will accept, pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, Second Chronicles 7, 14, and all, then hear the land of the hill. But as far as talking yeah. about the people, it talks about a remnant. Right. I agree. Not all of them. So, listen, it wouldn't be fair for all these millions of black folks to die and they not they don't even know who they are and, and then all of a sudden God saved the rest of us here at a certain time, all of us just saved. There's some people that died early and say, Why did he save us? But I tell you what does make sense, a portion of us get serious with him and then the time run out and he take that that remnant and they go into Israel. And I think that's what's gonna happen. The vast majority of us Love this country too much. We ain't going nowhere. I do think a remnant of self, us is yeah. Self, when you said the time run out, do you mean grace? No, I think it, I think it's all a prophetic clock. I think certain things are supposed to mm-hmm. happen. A remnant, a remnant is supposed to come not just from America. They're coming from all four corners. West Africa got some. South Africa got some. India got some. Well, I tell folks, even Israel, they're not the Jews because they didn't come from all four corners. But there's going to start coming people into the land of Israel from all four corners and from America. And I believe mm. that's, that, that is when Israel is returning, not the, the people in Demona that I love and go see sometimes. So now I believe that is the father gathering his remnant. But do I think all black African Americans is going to be no? 
It, I don't no. see it saying it in the Bible. It said no. the only reason he's going to, listen, the only reason he's going to do it, remember, he says you're a wicked nation. He said it. You are a stiff-necked nation. I have a covenant with Abraham. I promised him I would not totally destroy you. I promised him I would not totally destroy you. One more time. I promised Abraham to make your nation great. And he want, uh, but he always had this thing to where he would almost want to destroy them because of their rebellion. But he all he would turn his heart and fall in love with them and say, I won't utterly catch you down because they always had these priests crying out too. So some of those priests looked so beautiful to him and so innocent. Oh, Father, save your people. Remember your covenant. And they touched his heart. And Joel too, he said, okay, I'll restore you and I'll restore you if the canker worm have, in, have ate up in the palm of worm. And I'll call back that northern. He was saying where they come from. I'll call back that northern nation off you. I'll call them off you, that northern army. Joel 2, read it. I'll call him off you. He's going to reserve a remnant. But I don't remember all African Americans at some particular time, the father just going to stop, drop all his knowledge on them, make them, just make them right. Just make them. If you're going to make people right, make us right now. Make white folks okay, right. Well, make everybody right. It's time, it's time for my comment. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to forget what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, My bad. No, Go ahead. <laughs> talking about all African Americans, I don't believe. I believe his people. Say it again. Say, say, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. His believers, his people, the people that believe in his, like, spirit, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, his people. And I also want to say that, um, uh, like I said, again, I think you're underestimating him. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Kenwood, Kenwood, I'm not understanding her statement. Can you, what would she just say, the first thing she said? No, the, 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 she was uh, adding on to the, to your statement by saying the spirit. Okay, what was the, the, the spirit what? I, well, I was saying no, the, the whole, the whole, go ahead. He's not going to raise up every African-American and give them this knowledge and, and wisdom of the laws and that type of thing, that is not correct. Say the remnant. But it's yes. a remnant of people that believe and follow his laws, his commands, that knows his, his spirit, like you just said. I yeah, but the real, okay, I, I don't mean to cut you off, Mama, I, but I wanted to say, but are we sure that the two-thirds didn't start when Jerusalem fell all the way up to now? Or is we saying the two-thirds are right now in our generation, you know what I mean? Or the end time, is that the two-thirds? Everybody is trying to figure out what uh, the most I have in mind, but that is not our job. Our job is not to try mm. to predict what he is going to do and who he's going to uh, rise up like that. It's not, it's not us. You guys got good okay. point. And I do mm-hmm. believe is, it's what he's saying. And I understand that. And like, just like you said, that's why we need leaders such as yourselves to talk and to have people like me come up with our own conclusion. Like you said, we are all, this is all I can do is save myself. I can't save anyone else. But I believe that I have an, uh, the spirit 
the Holy Spirit in me, and I know that I have this uh, personal relationship. And and I have seen things to, to give me that confidence that I have. So where is it coming from? And, and no, I don't know all the long. Just like this gentleman say it. No, because I know what I'm supposed to do, what's right and wrong. You know? So that's all I want right. to say. Is, and I'm going to just be quiet, and I'm going to just say thanks to both of you guys. <laughs> All right, thank Mama, you, love thank you. you so much. And, and I'm really blessed by hearing your mom, hearing you, Miss Ross. It really, really, really was a blessing talking to you. And hopefully, you call Plasma Stone uh, like your son do often. But for real, all jokes aside, I never heard from you again. I really appreciate your concern, your passion, and the call, and your your knowledge. You, you're not whistling Dixie yourself. I've heard you. you I heard you. You're very accurate on some things as well. Go ahead. It's okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Brother Cashier. Oh, you uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really, really found the show very enlightening and educational. And, uh, yes, uh, Ma, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, we all, I don't know all these laws myself. And here I am believing in these laws, and I'm, uh, I just uh, learn as I go, you know. Um, but I imagine there's a lot of Israelites the same way. Uh, once we know better, we'll try to do better, you know what I'm saying, incorporate whatever we've been lacking and try to do it, you know. Um, which laws are necessary, which ones are, you know, taboo or, or not going to say taboo, but, uh, you know, 21st century, man, We don't, you know, we can – light bulb, you know, turn on the light switch. You know, you ain't supposed to start a fire on the Sabbath. But yet we got electricity, you know. So, I mean, little things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot lot of information been brought out tonight uh, from both sides. I didn't really go into Mr. Leonard's uh, point of view, but there's we were very different, very different on the show. And, uh, uh, Mr. Self, I so appreciate you uh, kind of laying it all out, where what, what you believe in and how you see the scriptures, you know, and I kind of see the, the key differences. Uh, but there's small differences to me. Um, I'm very kind of passive when it comes to that type of stuff, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really do uh, uh, find this so very uh, educational, man, and uh, there's nothing but good can come from the show to anybody who's listening. You know, I'll end it on that. I thank you so much. I thank you for coming on tonight, and maybe we have to do a part two or something because we hit on a lot of questions that people have, and I hope people understand what I was trying to say. Don't forget Romans 2 person. They obviously understood it because they touched the Most High's heart, and they was able to keep all the commandments by following their heart, it shut down the whole argument. And that's what grace is to me. That's why we needed Christ to come, righteousness be given to us, not work for, given to us. And then we just have these laws to help us in this natural realm. We are, we keep forgetting about what, what Paul would do. He asked the same question. Why am I doing things I don't want to do? But inside my heart, 
it's, it's crying out to the Father. Then he went on to say, there is no condemnation to me because I am born again on the inside. And he started talking about that new birth mm-hmm. and how the new him, what's inside, it can't sin. We refuse to accept that because it's just too good to be true. And we keep thinking we are what we do. We are what we lust after. We are those pack of cigarettes. We are the car we drive. We are the job we have. We refuse to see ourselves as brand new creatures, never before existed, born again. We need to be called each other brother and sister if you don't believe it because I'm not related to you. I can't be mm-hmm. your brother and sister. You probably, you know, I'm saying, I'm not talking about you per se, but I'm saying people need to be called each other brothers and sisters. If you don't believe in a new birth, you don't believe in a new creation, you can't be brothers and sisters because you're not related. But if you do mm. believe we're born again with new creation that never existed before, we all link to Christ, we're one, then yes, you can call me your brother and your sister. That's how we're related. I'm shocked by people that don't understand that right there. And if we mm. are related, how are we related? And if we are related to Christ, how are we related to Christ? You are Christ. Christ, you are his body. Yeah, we buy the price. I don't get it. No, you don't get it. You literally are his body. The Bible says he that is joined to Christ is one. When Christ is presented to the Father, so will we be. Mm-hmm. You never see Christ no more. Now you'll never see Christ again without the saints with him. We're always one, hiding behind, we're in him. In our sins. Our sins, our sins have been taken care of, past, present, and future. Our inward man cannot sin because that that's inside of us is straight from Yah. We're born again. It can't sin, the Bible said. If you can sin with your inward man, that means you've never been born again. This means you never knew God, just like the scriptures we read. You never even knew God. If you can sin with your inward man, if it's sinning, I'm talking about your inside your core, there is no cry for God, you just never knew God. You never would have been born again. Because once you're born again, the Father, it can't sin. We just read that. Right. What's, what's part of me, brother said, brother said, what's that part of me that's craving sin? That's the part of that's not born again. Your members that Paul was talking about in Romans 7. He went on to say in Romans 81, there is no condemnation. Them which are in Christ, talking about that inward person, that pursues the Father. The part of us that pursue the world, that's not saved. Our bodies aren't saved. Lust in our bodies is not saved. Our bodies is not saved, and our bodies are not us. It says it. It says it. We are not what our bodies crave and addicted to. That is not what we are. That's what we live in. I know it sounds schizo, but that is your Bible, folks. Because yeah. if we do yes, get sin yes, on sir. us, yeah, we, I'm telling you, that is that is not nothing to do with the saints. The body, it can hinder you from reaching people if you don't get it under control. It's going to hinder you from walking into the blessings that you have got 
there's a blessing that awaits us because we're born again. But you won't enjoy those blessings because your, your conscience is going to bother you if you're sinning. Conscience is going to hold you. You're going to, you're going to be living like the world. You won't enjoy nothing. You'll be sitting right here born again and won't be able to enjoy nothing if you walk around here sinning, 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 sinning. Anyway, mm. again, everybody, we talked about this in our very first show, <laughs> our very first show and second show with my wife and I. We hit this hard and heavy. But Catherine, I'm a Catherine there. I got a, I got, a, I got a, I'm so tired. I got a, I got to hang up the show. But listen, I want to thank you so much, Brother uh, Kingwood, uh, Casper, for coming on tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get your final words in less than 10 seconds, and then we're out of here. Go, go right ahead, Brother. Oh, all right, all right, man. It's uh, Thank you for the opportunity to come on there and say my little piece. And uh, there's still some uh, things I would love to get out, you know, but uh, – Hey, man, you was on a roll, bro, and uh, we needed to hear all that, man. We needed to hear your perspective on, uh, on how you how you view it, you know. Uh, and uh, it was educational. Uh, we took it all in, brother. And I just hope that the audience kind of looked at it in three-dimensional. Uh, 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 well, you know, between us two on uh, the differences where we kind of mm-hmm. – you probably can uh, point it out. Uh, the audience could probably point it out to what where my uh, issues is of uh, why we're not seeing quite eye to eye. But in dealing with Christ, man, we we got to be on the same page, brother, because we show love Christ and His Father. So uh, I yeah. think uh, as long as we got that type of love, man, we can walk, brother, and just uh, humble. I feel uh, even more humble than I was, and. Uh, 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 thank my mom for coming in and putting up peace. That's awesome, yes, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, man, it's just it's just awesome all the way around. I thank y'all for having me on, and uh, I'm out of here, man. Shalom, um, shalom. Well, <laughs> shalom, shalom. And um, again, everybody, that was Brother Kenwin Castleberry, always from Tyler, Texas. Him and his uh, mother and uh, the other caller. Uh, other caller wasn't from Tyler, I don't think, but just thank thank you for those who called in tonight. We really appreciate it. We went over quite a bit. These are two-hour shows, but tonight I think we had to do that, y'all. Uh, listen, tomorrow the crew is back, uh, 8 o'clock p.m. right here on the Five Stone Network. You'll have the crew, and uh, we'll look to hear from them. It's been a while. Um so I'm going to go out with an old song. It's called Restoration Has Finally Come. Brother King, uh, King said, how are we going to walk together? Brother, we're going to be restored, believe me. And if they listen to me, they need anybody, call this show. And I go with the scriptures I got. We can get on one call on this show. I mean, I'm not boasting. I'm just saying, if you talk about the same Bible we're talking about, there is nowhere in the world you believe I'm, I'm talking about a person will believe after they talk to me, and uh, and, and, and the folks that believe that's been taught in the type of ministry I've been under. Uh, I'm not trying to put in anybody else because there's uh, some other things that other people know I don't know. I have a clue on, but as far as righteousness and the flesh and the spirit and the fact that we're in the spirit, not in the flesh, that is salvation. That, that right there, we can get on one call with that. 
Because if somebody comes in and talking about keeping the law and being justified by the law and know what I'm saying ain't true, da, 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 we can easily get them on a call because I've got some questions to ask them, you know. You know, they have to. So I don't know. I don't know how. I, I know what Brother uh, Castleberry is saying. So many people say, so many people I know what he's saying he's right. I've seen him arguing on the streets of New York. I've seen him arguing. He's right, but I just think they're not around. Not, I'm not on call class myself as an expert because, again, the cash rate might think, I don't know. Believe that, okay? But I just think in certain of these arguments, certain things, it's just, it's just so many scriptures what Paul is saying. We're not justified by works. I don't know why people try to hold on to that. Paul nails it, saying we are not justified by the law. It's, it was scripture by the law shall nobody be justified. It's scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. So I don't think these young brothers on the street that Brother Castro was talking about he having trouble with, I don't think a lot of them born again, number one. And if they are, they're not around seasoned people that's able to love them and show them the kind of scripture we show, else they wouldn't be saying what they're saying. Folks, I love every single one of you. Every single one of you. All ethnic, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. We'll see you tomorrow night. Check out this poem. It's really relevant to us tonight. Restoration is coming to Israel, and his mother is right. Remember of us will be saved. That's the good news. That's the good news. I know other ethnic groups is looking on the show tonight, and we're just talking about the Israelites. Of course, we have to be spiritual Jews, too. We have to receive the Messiah and go through the Spirit, not just about our natural Hebrew heritage. We know that. That's all that remnant is, the spiritual Jews, to be honest. The natural Jews that converted to, to Christ and the spiritual Jews, and they're going to be a part of that remnant of Israel, natural Israel, going to be saved. We know about the spiritual Jew, otherwise it's going to be saved uh, eventually. So when I talk about everybody, just... Israelite tonight, pretty much conversation. But I'm sure y'all can learn a lot about the world through listening through that. Anyway, good night. Restoration has finally come. Now, wait a minute. Y'all gonna have to move on this one. Let me hear some hand clapping. We're getting ready to go home, but before we go, we like to say,
I used to be alone, I used to be alone, I used to be alone. 
Come on. 